This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by ComicBookClick.com and I am never alone, sir please introduce yourself. I am Dan the Comic Book Man. Dan the Comic Book Man is here in the studio and it is a celebration, a 10 year anniversary of sorts. I was sitting there, you know, I got a new, um, a quick plug. I have a new blog that I, I just started, a low key, low key recap where I am going through each episode of the Loki series as it comes out and just trying to get in the nitty gritty with Easter eggs and, and fan theories and stuff like that. No cap, but it's the best show so far. Yeah. yeah. It, ha- it has had the best first pilot. I can't wait for us to cover it in six weeks. It is going to be amazing because I but love the show so far. One of the things that I've noticed about the show, though, is that it feels like the fourth or fifth separate time in the last five years that we've dealt with a time travel storyline in superhero, uh, you know, media. We just yeah, we um, do that a lot. We just saw it in Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. You know, uh, almost a scene reminiscent right out of the animated film of uh barry allen running against time to we're gonna get to a save multi- things multiverse of madness we're gonna get the spider-man movie a uh, quantum um quantum mania with ant-man avengers endgame had time travel in it yep. flashpoint we'll talk about um the adaptations that came about from this that deal with the same kind of time travel and now loki dealing with branching timelines and what happens to the continuity when you kind of mess it up so when i thought about that and just the prominence of these you know time travel storylines i thought about my first big one which was this which was flashpoint and admittedly i had watched the animated film first before i actually read the comic but um i was able to do both and i know you were in preparation for this cast so we're gonna go uh in on that it's the 10 year anniversary of flashpoint in general the comic book crossover story arc published by DC Comics, consisting of a core limited series and a number of tie-in titles, the storyline premiered in May of 2011, 10 years ago. The core miniseries was written by Jeff Johns and penciled by Andy Kubert. In its end, the series radically changes the status quo for the DC Universe, leading into the publisher's 2011 relaunch, The New 52. Flashpoint details an alternate DC universe in which only Barry Allen seems to be aware of significant differences between the regular timeline and the altered one, including Cyborg's place in the world as a a superhero, much like Superman in the main timeline, with Superman himself being held captive as a lab rat by the U.S. government. Um, In addition, Thomas Wayne is Batman. There's a war between Wonder Woman and Aquaman that has decimated Western Europe, and the event in total consists of 61 issues of comics 
It's a big, 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 big crossover event. This thing changed all of DC. But one of the things that I thought was yeah, most exactly. interesting it is that much because now that I'm now that I'm thinking of everything that I downloaded, because I downloaded all the tie-ins. Okay. Wonder Woman has like nine. Aquaman has like nine. Batman has like nine. Yeah. No, there's a bunch, and then there's a bunch of one shots like for like Grodd and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's so much. We're going to be only talking about the main storyline, the main five issues of Flashpoint before talking about its adaptations and its prominence seemingly in the latest Flash film. But before we get into all of that, what are your earliest memories of this storyline? Oh, man. Um, me and a bunch of old friends that I used to have growing up because, yeah, wow, 10 years ago, this movie came out when I was roughly 18 years old. Right. And at that point, I, I was a lover of comic book media. I would read comics here and there, but it was never really something that I threw myself into. Right. Like, I would watch, you know, uh, YouTube uh, blogs, Comic Story and Comics Explained if I really needed to know origins and actual, like, you know, factual stuff. But the nitty gritty stuff, yeah. Other than that, I really mostly watched the movies, watched the cartoon movies, watched the cartoons. So when this came out, Man, the obsession was huge. I loved everything about it. Flash became one of my new favorites. Zoom became like my favorite freaking villain ever. Yeah. I-, I needed to know about this whole Batman being Thomas Wayne and Joker being Martha. There was just so much about Flashpoint that I just loved. Loved, loved, loved. I think just like other alternate universe things like DCs, which came out recently, and then Injustice, sometimes people like to live in a DC universe that's a little bit reimagined. It's a little bit different. And Flashpoint is definitely one of the ones that people point to the most. I think, you know, it's Batman design is one of the things that I feel like has still stood the test of time. People still constantly talking about that Flashpoint Batman uh, being Thomas Wayne and stuff. I, like you said, I read, I mean, I watched this animated film. I thought it was amazing. Um, I think it's right up there with Under the Red Hood as one of DC's best adaptations. Um, and it made a lot of fans. It made a ton of fans. There was a bunch of people who weren't really, you know, um, digging Barry Allen's Flash all that much. And he actually just came back into comics right before this event. Jeff Johns brought him back <laughs> because Wally was the main Flash. So, yeah. There's even a panel, I think, right at the beginning of this story where they show him with the Flash family. Tim, yep. Wally, um, Max Mercury, and stuff. Garrett's so, there. Yeah, there's a whole family there, and all of that family goes away at the end of this, at the end of this, uh, story, making Barry the one and only to, you know, uh, get a jumping off point for new readers with a new 52. Um, get, so without spoilers, uh, what do you think of this? We, I asked you to both read the comic and if you had a chance to revisit the animated film after some time in between uh what do you think well thankfully hbo is having its deal with uh dc where they literally have everything yeah yeah so flashpoint is on hbo max awesome so i was able to watch that and i watched that a few nights ago and rewatching it i rewatched it before reading it because you will you let me borrow your physical yeah copy of flashpoint when you found it and i had already watched it that flash the flashpoint the day prior so going back and watching it something felt off like i may maybe it's the older i get the more the less impressed you are (laughs) it's not even the fact of being less impressed i guess the older i get the more 
traditional superhero themes and elements i want to keep near like when you know when you're a child you do childish things and when you get older you put away those childish things yeah i totally when, get I, that. when I was younger i wanted a superman that that killed you know i wanted to be the joker and flash was was, was man, well what's what's the flash all he does is run like you know there was, <laughs> yeah. there was so much things growing up i just wanted to be cynical i wanted to be edgy right you know james gunn in his prime stuff like that well, going back now and, and reading, especially picking up a lot of so Jeff you're, John's you're a stuff. bit over dystopia, is what yes. you're trying to tell me. <laughs> I'm a I'm a little bit over the whole dystopia nightmare timelines and of, and, of our and good-hearted and... heroes, like you know, especially when we're getting uh, stuff like Loki that tells you, no matter what timeline it is, you're supposed to be bad, they're supposed to be good, right? Yeah. So why am I getting this stuff where now and it's now it's a timeline where Aquaman is cutting off heads and Wonder Woman is killing kids and batman they dies. seem to often go to the well that if there's a different universe wonder woman she's just kind of bloodthirsty like uh, we dealt with this in um world war ii in uh justice league just society of america world war ii yes. that we just covered where she's just she like a just badass a bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty warrior um and there's nothing wrong with that but sometimes you wonder why that is the main characterization for that character at all uh upon you know, taking in both mediums again, what did you think was your favorite? What do you think? What do you think tells the story better? Uh, see, honestly, I think they both do an equal job telling the story. I can't accurately pin one over the other. Okay. To where the book has more messed up visuals than the the show at uh, the movie, but the adaptation also like you know goes there with, with like the the gray color palettes like the more muted colors yeah it's very grayish yeah i thought the designs were a little bit wonky in the flashpoint film for some reason superman and aquaman are like houses like they're just these huge men with these big heads oh aquaman <laughs> is huge in the cartoon movie. yeah the superman too i mean when you you only see him in the oh, beginning in the, in the beginning and yeah. then you everything else right after that he's uh skinny soups see i also like that better than the whole opening at the flash museum with zoom and all that i kind of like just a little quick narration oh the comic the comic version uh, first. with uh, thomas wayne uh introducing everything like oh he is flash he's barry allen you know he can he changes things and he found friends and family like i kind of like that yeah, because it shows consequences of what gets erased. That makes sense. I, uh, upon rewatching and rereading, I realized that there there's a lot that falls through the cracks with the first five issues because there's so many tie-ins. So I, you don't get, in my opinion, um, the motivation even really for Wonder Woman or Aquaman in the comic. They don't. They don't, they, they, they say it all they, the way at the end. They gloss yeah. over all that. You know, you don't get to why but she's I wearing think I like the crown. That mystery kind of. I kind of like the mystery of why the hell. I don't Aquaman know, man. And that Woman that that scene of seeing uh, Wonder Woman holding Mira's head, Which, like that, that, that I, I don't like think you can beat because that. that's a variant yeah. cover. That's not even in the comic. Like I was scro- I was reading all the way at the end the little drawings and stuff. Yeah, that is a whole variant comic of Wonder Woman holding Moira's head. But I do like that. But it was a lot of that stuff with no dialogue. So yeah. maybe that's what I liked about it too. But I'm also assuming that a lot of that stuff is in the tie-ins. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, what do they call it? The motivations for certain characters would be in the tie-ins. Um, uh, sixty-one issues, bro. You know what I'm saying? When you do sixty-one issues of anything, you're going to be able to explain it and flesh it out more. Four issues of Wonder Woman between 
or like uh, issue of Wonder Woman, issue of Batman, issue of Aquaman between reading each issue of Flashpoint. Yeah. So there's that. But let's get into this comic book recap and then talk about some of the changes that they made in the um, in the adaptation. So, oh, yeah. Our story begins with a single page, like you were talking about, um, you know, flashbacks of young Barry with his mom before showing the crime of her death. And that is still unsolved. Uh, we see that how he became the Flash when lightning uh, hit him and a series of chemicals giving him access to the Speed Force. We see his history in DC Comics, like his marriage to Iris West and the formation of the Flash family, alongside Max Mercury, Jesse Quick, Wally West, Impulse, Jay Garrick, like you were talking about. And one thing is for sure, we have an unknown narrator telling this story. Did you have any idea that this would be Bruce uh, yeah. early on? It yeah. was, it was, it, what it was is it was after saying, after he introduced him in the second person, basically. Okay. We're yeah. saying his name is Barry Allen and he's the fast man. I'm like, oh, we're, this is definitely Thomas Wayne. Because, like, I already had all the events of the Flashpoint animated movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, I'm just going with it of, okay, it's going to be it's gonna be a very to-the-book, sourceful adaptation. Like, it's going to be very, um, what's the word, uh, faithful. Yeah. And it is. It is 100% a very faithful. One of the few faithful adaptations where a lot of it, yeah, some of the motivations are missing or some of the lines are different. But other than that, it's pretty much almost panel to panel. Yeah, it takes certain liberties, but nothing too crazy. And, and we'll talk don't about really matter. Yeah, we'll talk about what we think is um what we think works, you know, in between the some of the changes that may, that happen. So suddenly Barry all of a sudden hears a coworker trying to wake him up. He awakens and he's at work, but no one knows of the rogues, which are his biggest villains, or Captain Cold. Instead, they refer to the latter as Citizen Cold. When he finds out there's a shootout going on nearby, he runs off and tries to become the Flash, but he doesn't have his Flash ring. He doesn't have the costume or his powers anymore. He stumbles down the stairs and comes face to face with Nora Allen, his mother that had passed away, but she's standing right there alive and well. Confused, Barry embraces her and through questioning, realizes that he's definitely not in Kansas anymore. She says she's never heard of the Flash, Superman, or the Justice League, but has heard of Batman. So, to be honest, I don't like the sudden awakening. Yeah, I didn't like it in either instances. I don't like the sudden awakening because I feel like this comic sets up a mystery that is unsolvable. If you, if you just yada yada that, oh, by the way... In between that opening narrative and him waking up, he went and did a whole time travel thing. You understand what I'm saying? And even it was unclear. It was (laughs) was unclear in the movie too, because in the movie it was after the whole fight with his rogues and the the bomb defusal. He goes to his mother's uh, funeral. But at least you see that. We don't even get that here. You know that's true. At least you see that his mother was on his mind. So when they do the reveal, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But the reveal in the comic, I feel like, is way worse. It's like. I'm going to tell you information that there's no way you could have known. But that, I think that's what's great because it, it, even the smartest of readers finally gets a twist that they don't see. But that's only because Barry as a character doesn't remember what's which, going which, on. Which helps. It helps, but conveniently helps. Why True, wouldn't he it, know? Why wouldn't well, he it know? is a lot of plot convenience. <laughs> Why wouldn't he but know that this happened? But if you watch Flashpoint movie, and you're, if, if this was our first instance of, of soaking in this information and the first thing you did was read Flashpoint, that twist would have blown you away. Because I for think three a issues, little you bit. think it is Eobor Thorne. You're like, okay, now this has to be Thorne. You know but what? the only reason why you think it's Thorne is because Barry's saying it has to be Thorne. The guy who's doing it, our narrator, is telling us it has to be Thorne because it can't be anybody else. And so when the reveal is that it was 
it was them. <laughs> it's like, well, why didn't you know it was you? That could have stopped all this, this mystery. Um, you know, I do think that it, that the hook is there. The idea that this hero caused such trauma by kind of sort of selfishly going back and trying to retrieve something that he lost in his own life. I think that that story is amazing. But I think the convenience of Barry not being able to remember that he's the one who did this creates a mystery. It's like the Wally West thing where Wally West is oh, laying yeah. in, laying in the dirt in Heroes in Crisis, but he's really alive. He's the one who did everything. But we're going to, oh, we got to keep those events quiet so that when we do the reveal it seems like something but again how would we have known that reveal it's impossible because you created something whole cloth you didn't with the i feel like a good mystery presents you with clues that if you did add them up come out to being the result but we didn't get any clues as to who this could be besides it was a speedster and the one speedster that we know besides eobard is telling us it wasn't him i I also think it's easier to give you like foreshadowing details in movies yeah way easier than comics because you have to draw that stuff in and it'd be really hard to draw that 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 kind of stuff in but also i think it does set up a little bit by showing you that his mother's death is still unsolvable yeah and that he came home mystery yeah no no, it's still an unsolved mystery but i i do like the way the, the movie does it better I will give yeah. the, cre- the movie the credit for that. Because like you say, at least, you know, you know what one moment he's at her gravesite. Next, he's waking up in an alternate reality. So anything could have happened in between there. But we don't even get a before. Because none yeah. of the flashback stuff is present. It's all, hey, this is a guy named Barry Allen. These are things that happened in his life. And then yeah, and the way Thomas up. Wayne is edit- uh, narrating it, it sounds like a, it's after. Like he's telling yeah. a story of what happened. And, and how just on one day he woke up. And everything was different. Well, so but there you go. Your that can't be that way true. because he did it. And not only that, our narrator knows that he did it. That's true. He does. He finds out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's a lot. It's too much. It's way too much. It's a lot. It's so much. Um, so we then cut to a different version of Batman with red eyes and a bad attitude, a little bit of a uh, five o'clock shadow. And he interrogates a villain named Yo-Yo about the Joker before throwing her off a, a building. Luckily, Cyborg catches her. He gives Batman guff about the way that he's been fighting crime, but he reveals that he's there to recruit him. We find out that the Amazons and the Atlanteans have been engaging in a war that has resulted in over, and I counted, 130 million casualties, Dan. Yeah, I think it was 130 one, it was like, million. It was like one, wasn't it like, yeah, it was 130 million in one place, but it was also like 62 million somewhere else. It was like 100 else. million what, at one place, and then like close to 30 million somewhere else, and they're adding it up, 130 million. That's a lot of that's freaking like, people. That's, like that's 10, more people. That's 10%. That's more people than any major human atrocity ever committed. Yeah. Um, so even even the Holocaust is what sixty thousand, right? Um, so it's like this is these these people have gone out of control, but they're trying to take over the entire planet. Planet. These these uh, group these of misfits, cyborg, and uh, uh, you know the outsider, the Secret Seven, the Shazam family. They have a secret meeting on the rooftop with Batman to try to see who's on board to try to save I like Earth. This, I like it done it better here in the book. I don't. Li- I don't like how yada yada it was in the movie. Yeah, that that went by. Well, this in like is a two big seconds. kind of moment in the comic because it shows that they're trying to build a. They're trying to build a it resistance. Has heroes and villains. That's the thing is a lot of the people were villains that were hell bent on destroying the world, and now it's like, oh wait, no, this isn't what we had in mind, and something's wrong, and we need to. Which need is also another this. thing that pisses me off when 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 we have that where villains are now fighting to yeah. save the world. 
It's like, but wait a minute, but well, then what's the point? <laughs> well, most villains don't want to destroy the world. They want to be in charge of it. That's a big thing. And if if, if, if there is no world to yeah, be in charge of, then... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, if I'm not going to be in charge, then there doesn't really need to be a world to be <laughs> in charge of. Stupidity. Did you like the fact that, you know, um, the Shazam family, you know, gets together, becomes Captain Thunder? No. Nope. But did you, but did you like that? Did you like the fact that uh, Batman was like, like they're doing like a vote and Batman's like, yeah, nah, I'm not doing it. And then everyone's like, oh, Batman's not doing it? Yeah, we're not That's doing it. That's why I liked it done better in the comic because in, in the cartoon, it was just a hologram and then he turns off the hologram and Batman just walks away. Like, there yeah. was no. Oh well, I'm out. Yeah, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm he should have said, "I'm not joining your little Suicide Squad." <laughs> they should have been the Suicide Squad. That's the new the, one, yeah. There was a whole yeah. whole door opened right there. Yeah, man, come on, come on. But no, I don't like the whole Shazam family going into one to be one complete Shazam called Captain Thunder. Yeah, I do like the scar he has like across his face, but that yeah. still is like. Well, he the thing is he the the Captain Thunder thing is actually pretty interesting to me because it fixes a plot hole that i said was created when dc bought back the rights to captain marvel which is the fact that the character's name is shazam and he can never introduce himself <laughs> because he needs to say shazam to transform if his name is captain thunder he can still say shazam to transform and then say no, hi I, i'm the, captain the thunder name is cool. even if he went under <laughs> i don't know if it's a great marvel. name but the idea you understand what i'm saying like just, just to separate the, those things it's just i'm just not a fan of all of all of them having to say Shazam at once, and then they all join into the body. Because now, are you offended that almost every time Billy has to die in some kind of weird? Way? Billy always, always. What is I was weird? just thinking of Kingdom Come too. I don't think he dies in Kingdom Come, but I was thinking Kingdom Come with uh, Diana's too is also like a warlord kind of. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on there. It's uh, that's bananas. another book we're gonna have to cover one day. That and Doom. Oh but. my god. Um. So, well, Doom is. Isn't Doom? No, that's um Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel is Doom. Yeah, because what's the other one? What's um what's the uh, volume one? War. Yes. War. Justice war. League War is um Justice League War. Yeah, is the is the volume one of uh Justice League Jeff Johns Justice League. So Barry stops by to see his wife Iris, but this Iris is dating someone else. Determined to find someone he recognizes, Barry takes his mom's car and travels to Wayne Manor. Once there, he enters the Batcave and is confronted by the Batman, who demands to know who he is. Barry calls him Bruce, to which the Batman says, Bruce is dead. I watched him die. And it is revealed that this Batman is actually Thomas Wayne. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. We are shown a scene of Aquaman working alongside Ocean Master to neutralize all threats against his kingdom, which in this case is a pirate version of Deathstroke and his crewmates. Back in Gotham, Thomas interrogates Barry, breaking several of his fingers in the process of trying to figure out who he is. Do you remember that reveal in when you first saw it? What did you think about it? Yeah, that's when... Everyone, I mean, not everyone. Bruce gets shot instead of, uh, instead of Martha and Thomas. Uh, I, if I was to be honest, uh, Teen Titans Go did it better. <laughs> you, oh, like reversing it? <laughs> yeah, doing the, the whole reversing and everything. But no, it w- it was just crazy how... um, Because in the comic, there it shows him explaining that night that happened. And like you see like Thomas Wayne goes for like the punch and the guy like on reflex just shoots the gun and goes off. But here I am a big fan of like, you know, Superman landing in Metropolis. But I also liked it better in the comics where... 
uh, Cyborg didn't know about this whole project Superman. Did you like? Do you like like the overall look of of Thomas Wayne Batman? What do you think about that idea? That character. I don't in know general? what's going on with the red eyes, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just I guess assuming he, I've always just seen. I've always just took that as like he's to, he's too far gone. Like he's really trying to scare people. He doesn't. He's, yeah, like like uh, how like Daredevil's eyes is like really really like crimson. Like that's why I just look like the the goggles on the cowl is just. And like it's a regular crimson. bat symbol with just a circle, a red circle behind it. It looks like the bat in the sun. Bat symbol. I mean, bat in the yeah. I'm. I like the uh, I like they the red. I'm always them. a I'm a I'm a red. I'm a fan of red. So I like the black, gray, and red aesthetic. Uh, I like the fancy little shoulder pads that point up. I really think that he has quite a uh, unique look. He um, does. He does. He's not. You know what? He's not as like built as his son. No, and he's definitely older. You know, uh, an older Batman in general. So that has to lend itself to something. Barry's memories begin to spontaneously uh, realign themselves to the altered timeline and barry realizes that the world of flashpoint is not a parallel dimension but an alternate reality this starts to make me think of like a, what you call it um spider-verse like he his atoms are out of whack so his memories oh, yeah are, his memories are are um melding with the actual memories of this timeline what a other interesting very interesting um wrinkle i can't remember from memory does that also happen in the animated film Yes, but it, it, but it happens. It legit like like into the Spider Verse, like uh, when they save Superman. Yeah. After Superman flies away, next thing you know, he's like, ah, and he like hits the floor. He's like convulsing, and his right. his memories are changing. So like, and then Batman gives him meth. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> it. Instead of uh, <laughs> instead of him driving home with a cop the day his his uh, mother was murdered, he's in the car with his mom. Instead of the Justice League, which is actually really kind of cool, what they did with uh. And there was the Justice League versus Starro. Uh, the original story. And then they erased it, and it's just Cyborg shooting a beam at Starro. Right, because he's like the hero in this universe. Instead of, uh, what's it, instead of Iris and Wally, Wally, instead of Iris and Barry's uh, wedding, it's Barry having Sunday brunch with, with his, his mama, mother. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barry's ring ejects. Uh, this I also never understood, why Barry's ring has reverse flash's costume in it that is just a straight up continuity error that just makes no damn sense but it's not a continuity error they purposely put it in both things i'm just gonna use that word because i don't know what other error to call it inconsistency in the writing it makes no sense maybe i also didn't read the reverse flash tie-in so maybe this is all like some kind of cosmic joke but it all it felt very weird maybe a good the whole his whole reveal was that he just needed barry to do something so stupid that he could be erased from... He could be a paradox. Yeah, he could, like, live in his own... Which is actually kind of cool why they call it the Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah. The yeah. movie, anyways. Like, I like that the movie calls it the Flashpoint Paradox. Um... But other than that, yeah, I don't know what was the whole point of it. Like, if it was Flash that did all of this, why would Eobard put his suit in there? Why taunt him to that degree? But also to the same sense, like, I still don't understand why Barry doesn't remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, his memories were changing, and so maybe that was the first one that to go. But but the thing is, like, what happened? He ran to the past. He stopped Eobard Thawne. Then he took a nap. Did he run to the future again? Go to sleep? What you understand? How does he get back to work at the desk when he wakes up? Well, maybe the whole maybe he ran so. F- Remember, he what the way the writing was is that he, he pulled, pulled the, the speed force yeah. into his body inside himself to to stop it. So maybe that kind of like energy overload just made him just like collapse, become like a big bang almost, and just start but, a whole another timeline. How, yeah, but then how would he? 
he would have to collapse in his timeline and his subconscious would have to go to where the story picks up at the end, which is the same exact opening of him sleeping at his desk. But how many times does Barry sleep at his desk then? Apparently the man's very tired. All these superheroes are extremely exhausted. Uh, I mean, how many hours did they really get a chance to sleep? This is true. Barry starts to believe that his enemy is responsible for changing history. He explains how Eobard can alter history and has been tormenting him ever since. Barry decides to recreate the accident that gave him his powers in a bid to undo the damage caused by Thorn, including getting actually struck by lightning. Uh, but his initial attempt fails and leaves him badly burned. I thought that was one of the funniest parts of the comic, to be honest. Yeah. Because I didn't think it would work. And it didn't work. <laughs> so I was like, what did you, what made you think? That that would do that. And then it works again. Yeah, but, then, but then, then, then it works. But then the second time it works, and I'm like, what? so then what was even the point of the first? Like, you just you just wanted to fill books or something, yep. it feels like. They just needed pages to fill. In London, Steve Trevor is waiting at a rendezvous point for Lois Lane, who has gone behind enemy lines but is attacked by Wonder Woman and the Amazons. Wonder Woman catches him by the neck with her lasso of truth and begins interrogating him. He explains that he was hired to extract Lane from New Themyscira because she was sent to gather information on the Amazons for Cyborg. The U.S. president informed Cyborg that Steve Trevor sent a signal to the resistance but was intercepted because of a traitor among the heroes that Cyborg tried to recruit. Cyborg is relieved of duty as Element Woman sneaks into the headquarters. Barry Allen lays on a medical table bandaged like a mummy recovering from the wounds of being hit by lightning. He is also in great pain as new memories of this world try to replace his memories of a time before. He demands Batman try to recreate the incident again and begrudgingly they do, only this time Barry does get his powers back. Meanwhile, in New Themyscira, Lane encounters the Resistance, um, which we see Grifter from Wildstorm, um, which was an image uh, imprint, but Jim Lee came over to DC, so now Grifter's at DC. Barry as the Flash and Thomas Wayne as Batman talk about the butterfly effect and Barry blames this entire timeline on Thorn, calling it an orchestrated attack. After some research, they determine how Jordan never got Abin Sur's ring so he never became Green Lantern. This makes Barry ask Batman if a rocket bringing an alien ever landed on Earth and Batman confirms it did and it resulted in the death of 35,000 people. So, yeah, wherever Superman shows up, it's just chaos and oh, the humanity. Oh, yeah, it was, it was like Metropolis was like a giant uh, crater. ground zero. Like a crater, yeah. yeah. When asked about where the rocket is, Batman says uh, he knows someone who can help them find it. We cut to Thomas introducing Barry to Cyborg. Batman agrees to Cyborg's war so long as he gets to build the team and it starts with the specimen that landed in the rocket years ago. Cyborg accepts the terms and joins to joins them to infiltrate where they are keeping quote unquote Project Superman. After getting past security and the bones of crypto, did you did you did you catch that? Son, that I I stopped and I just had to look at that page yep. for minutes. I maybe was on that page for like ten minutes just staring. When he's like, Oh my god, it looks like the skeleton of a canine. And I said, "Wait a minute!" But then that means there's three there's there's three test subjects. Three. Kara is the other one. What do you mean? There. Let me see if I can find it so I can read it to you. But there is there was three 
test subjects. Oh, did Kara was Kara one of them? Wait, wait. Uh, they didn't break in yet. But yeah, I'm looking at that dog and I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's not great. You know, that's not. Uh, I don't. Says, uh, let me see. I'm cycling through the sensors now on board. Where's the guy? I know there was a. Where it said how many test subjects there were. Yep, right here. Redesigned to study subject one and and apparently two other rockets that landed on Earth subsequently. Subject two and subject three. Didn't Crypto land with Kara, or are they just all three of them? I'm land? assuming that's so. I mean, that sounds like it. I don't know where Supergirl actually is in this timeline, and I'm actually having a that's problem. That's what I'm saying. I think, her I think she was. I think she was dead. I think, or either dead or just still trapped in that facility. Yeah. Because they said that there was three rock, uh, three test subjects landed there. You uh-huh. already saw the bones of crypto. <laughs> so fucked up. The bones of crypto. Oh my god, that's just wrong to say. Johns, you're not king. Don't do this. Like, <laughs> like man, I said, what? The dog just yeah, just yeah. so messed up. I I looked at it and I was like, oh, it could just be anything. And then they go make it a point to say canine bones. And, and then I'm you're like, just oh, like, okay. oh, oh god, that's oh god, no, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, right. That's gee, that's that's swell. Um, they see the subject, and he is a frail, emaciated version of the hero we know as Superman. Malnourished ain't even the word for this man, no, and yet man, he's still stronger it. than me. Yep. Um, Batman is doubtful that they, but that doubtful, but they end up breaking him out anyway. They race outside, and when Superman feels the sun for the first time, he kind of just takes off. <laughs> this reminded me of Zack Snyder's Justice League a little bit. Yeah, where he like gets up and then he's like yeah you know what i'm gonna just leave and so he takes off um without helping the team take down security luckily element woman saves the day but barry is still feeling the agonizing effects of having his memories replaced so batman sedates him batman just has sedatives on deck you know just in case anybody needs to get drugged the president announces Cyborg's failure to unite the world's superheroes and the U.S. enters into the Amazonian-Atlantean War. Flash, Batman and Cyborg, and Element Woman break down the door in need of the Marvel family's help. And Batman asks Billy to use his lightning to prevent Flash's memories from changing even further. Doing so gives Billy Batson a look at his role in Barry Allen's timeline as well. I thought that was pretty cool. How he's like touching Barry and he sees all the versions of him. Or sees the previous version of yeah, him with the Shazam which, wizard. I don't, I don't get what what his power is then in this alternate reality. I guess he oh, ba- to... uh, Billy. Yeah. No, no. I think he was just giving. I, there's a lot of the Flash as as we've seen in War, Justice League World War Two. There's a lot of the Flash where it could just be fixed by electrocuting him. You know, I don't know why that works that way. I don't know that much about electricity. It just happens. But yeah, it's like, oh, Barry's having a headache. Billy, can you please just zap him with electricity? And he does it and it kind of works. So, yeah. Uh, b- 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 doing yeah, the group hears of the failed air assault on England. I think they didn't do this in the in the film. Um, the Amazons send an invisible plane air force. Um and the first casualty of their air force is Hal Jordan, who is a you know ace fighter pilot and was trying to do um, his best to take out all the Amazonians. Yeah, but I like in the in the book that it was uh the bomb was made by Quinn, not Quinn, uh, Queen. Yeah, in the book it's Geo Force, 
who made the bomb, oh, who is the bomb, Byron, uh, Mark, Mark, what's Tara's name? Tara Markov, Markovia? Tara's brother, basically, is in it? the comic, is named Geoforce, but it's Brian, Brian, Byron Markov, something like that. Um, so he's the bomb in the comic. That how Jordan is flying? The, no, he's the bomb that, um, that, that Aquaman is Aquaman using, is using, using to, to decimate to to sink to it. sink um new Themyscira. Yeah. In the in the comic. In the film it's Captain Adam. Yeah. But in everything it's Captain Adam. Me and Yogi joke about this all the time. Really? Every time there's an alternate universe, Captain Adam is a bomb somehow. In Kingdom Come, he was a bomb. In what you call it, um deceased. He was a bomb. And here he's a bomb. Oh, um, yeah, I remember the DCs. He was a bomb. Yeah, he's just I a bomb. That. They just become, and so like you just open up these else worlds and it's like, oh, it's Captain Adam. Oh, yeah, he's a bomb. That's, that's what that's going to be. Um, I just went on a hell of a tangent there, but we got to get back to the bomb, right? The, 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 you know, they're threatening with a, uh, the threatening the rest of New Themyscira. I like this part of the comic. Flash tells Batman that if he fails to stop Thawne, the world would destroy itself. But Thomas doesn't care. He only wants to restore Barry's original timeline so that his son can live again. How do you feel about that? Where Barry's like, we need to save this world. And he's like, no, screw this world. We need to get you back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because it, 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 it. Once he heard his son was alive in another, in another world, another timeline, he was always set on getting it back to there. He wants to give his life in service of his son. In my opinion, I th- I, th- I think it's done a lot better in the in the books than the movie. Like the movie, it's by that point they're just trying to get you to the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. by the time we get to the whole at Shazam's house, there's still like three issues left to go. Like we're, we're still, still we're still halfway right? through the book. By that point in the movie, we're at thirty minutes left. So we're just trying to get there. So that whole scene in the movie where it's like, yo, Bruce would have helped. It's like it doesn't feel as impactful as it felt in in the comic because in the comic, Thomas Wayne was like, "No, you know what? You can't help. They can't help. We're all screwed. I'm I'm just going back to Gotham. I'm going home." Yeah, he's like, um, "If he's like this world in general is not worth saving, but I'll help you if it means to save the timeline in which my son is alive and he's Batman." Despite reservations, Batman joins the Flash as the group heads to Newt Demascara. Enchantress joins them in routes. Wonder Woman and Aquaman are fighting one-on-one until Flash and his team arrive. They do their best to tend to the two tyrants, with Captain Thunder calling dibs on Wonder Woman for scarring him. Enchantress betrays them, proving her to be the spy. How do you feel about this? She uses her magic to revert Captain Thunder back to normal kids. And it is then that Billy Batson is killed. (laughs) Yeah, I like how she's like, you're just a boy, but kills him anyways. Because in the comic, it's Wonder Woman who kill- who uses the lasso of truth or something, right? Yeah. No, she's- no, no. Uh, she she stabs him, doesn't Yeah, but she can't stab Captain Thunder. She uses her lasso of truth to ask him what his name is. He says, all right, what, what spell will revert you back to normal? That was the movie, yeah. And then she... In the book, it was just Enchantress. She just rips... He, she's a spy. She acted like she, she was, was the spy. On, that's she right. She was acting like she was working alongside. And what about what about Grodd? I think Grodd was 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 ditty- on their side. I think he was just surprised that he was on their side. because oh. uh, there's a comic oh, called because Grodd is is bad guy to Flash. That's right. That's like his his rogues gallery. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, "What the hell? Grodd's in on this?" Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a comic called Grodd of War. So I'm thinking that maybe you'll we'll, there's a comic that shows him amassing this army, which I think is pretty uh 
pretty damn interesting. But it's always strange bedfellows. It's always strange um, partnerships in these alternate universes. So, like a, like a metamorpho. Metamor- Did uh, you like pirate dark side? I'm dark side. Deathstroke. I kind of liked it better here in the here. I liked it better in the book than the movie because it felt like man didn't want to like die. Yeah. Like, he was like, looking for his daughter. He was looking for her. Yeah, for he was, yeah that's, <laughs> I do like in the book, uh, not the book, uh, I don't know if the book said the same thing, but the movie, his ship was called Ravager. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I like that the, that the ship was called Ravager, but uh, the book was a lot more <laughs> messed up in that scene. Like, I don't know who they had, but they were some either, and dude. I know they're going to kill me for that. But yeah, there's somebody that they have hooked up to a bunch of stuff. In He's the, fighting in the, in the movie. Yeah. Like, if you go to that scene in the movie... The guy that's like hitting him with the shock, and the guy that's like trying to read this, uh, that has like that sonar power, they're yeah. fighting alongside. Clayface is there. Oh, it's like, actually, I think it's actually somebody named Sonar. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. I actually think it is. So he has Icicle, Clayface, and yep. Sonar in his group. Yep. And then he had some shock dude that was shocking Sonar so Sonar could find uh, Atlantis, but Atlantis kept like you know jamming the signals, and then he just showed up. Aquaman just showed up with his brother, and that's another thing you're not used to seeing those two on the same page. But they, those two are on the same page for Atlantis, and it felt it just there's a lot of like when it comes down to it, I like to my imagination and I like my emotions to run as wild as what my eyes can see. So if you give me something as messed up as like you know Steve Trevor being hung with the lasso of truth, <laughs> or Billy Batson being stabbed by Wonder Woman, or or Mira's head being decapitated, yeah, you know that's that shit is messed up. But when you give me such a flashing a flash by panel and say, oh my god, those look like canine bones, right? right. Something by the like way. that, yeah, hits me so much more. So when you have like you know like um Slade saying, oh my god. We traveled. They traveled too far inland, and so did we. You turn the page, and it's a sunken Eiffel Tower on yeah, its yeah. axis. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, we gotta get out of boom!" And you see this big wave just come out of nowhere. The devastation is way bigger in the comic because they drew or I, I, the scope. I'm sorry. Yeah, the scope. I do of the think that there's more gore in the film. One hundred percent. But the the scale and scope in of the devastation in the comic is bigger. It's I, to me, I feel it more because you you don't get you don't hold they don't hold on these scenes. You all you see is Aquaman say no survivors with the trident in the air, and then very similar and, to and the shot goes, with with Wonder Woman oh, and Steve Trevor, like very similar to. Oh, like, they had a lot of shot for shot similarities, like the uh, the Eiffel Tower on its side, but uh, Aquaman holding the trident, like a lot of it was. Similar stuff, uh, uh, Cyborg catching Yo-Yo and she saying, I surrender to you and stuff like that. And him saying smart. So it was very faithful. But the, the, the movie wanted to keep going with these scenes. Like you see like Steve Trevor's like you hear the neck snapping and the blood coming out the nose. And all you have in the comic is just the visual of his face. And you have to put it in your head where the, no- the blood's coming down the nose at this point And. He's yeah. suffocating. So, like, the movie... Don't they show the legs dangling in the comic? I mean, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because she yeah. literally just picks him up and she's just floating in the air. Yeah. But, like I said, with the with the comic, it shows the scene in a panel and then ends it. And has your brain run with the imagination of what the hell is going on after the fact. Yeah. So, I do, like you said, the, the scope, the range of, of devastation is bigger. 
more felt. And if you really wanted to jump into the waters of Flashpoint, like we said again, 61 titles, you could live here for a bit. You know, yeah. you can really get to know these characters, their motivations, how this world ended up turning out, and then really figure out, you know, um, this event the is longer than most runs. Yeah, and and all all for nothing. This was these were all just kind of to play around because at the end of the day, they were gonna nuke this whole timeline anyway. Yeah. So well, did they really? really matter. Even, the, the, is the timeline truly nuked? Because I believe, from my if, if it's not it was nuked, cracked into three. If it's not nuked, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I think the cracking into three has to do with the other resets to the DC's continuity. The Golden Age, the Silver Age, the stuff Bronze like Age. that, stuff like that. Golden Age, Silver Age, and I'm guessing this now, or, you know, something along those lines. And so in, mer- in putting them into making them one timeline, he, the, you know, it kind of messes up everything. Um, Which is a lot of Loki stuff. 100%. Because there was three different timeline wars, and then the Supreme Beings put them into one, and... The sacred timeline, and that's yeah. This is that kind of sort of what happens. This is what here. it is. Yeah, it's like a sacred timeline, though. And what is even this Earth called? Flashpoint. It has a number, but does, I can't remember. Does DC's Earth have numbers? I've been yeah, like a six one six, but not like, like yeah. Like, but remember, it goes like one two three. I think it goes like thirty eight, whatever. But it, this is the world. Like in Marvel's universe, the the first, the main Earth is Earth six one six. In DC's, it's one. Because <laughs> Earth one? Right. But that's, that brings up the, the plot hole that I always say. Of course, everyone would call their Earth Earth, Earth one, one. And then there would be an argument about which Earth is right. So, uh, this um, is Earth three. Well, actually, we're Earth one. We call Earth, you guys Earth, 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 Earth ass. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> what have you guys been calling yourselves? Because we call you guys Earth ass. And so, yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Totally yeah, designations sh- and I, stuff I, like that. I think it makes more sense if you do coordinations. Yeah, like if you like if you go by actual, like, but then that's that, hard to remember. <laughs> no, that is because then you're gonna have like an Earth JP seven five times JP nine seven five. You know, if you go like axis of coordinations, Y axis, X axis. Yeah, X axis. Uh, I was never good in geometry. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. So yeah, we got we got a big old fight going on on this side. Um. As Barry looks onto the countless bodies mangled in this war, he hears a familiar voice and sees Eobard Thawne, the reverse flash, telling him to look what he did. That's one of my favorite page turns in the comic. Yep. You just, Eobard standing there with a big ass smile on his face like, you dumbass. It's like, wow, Barry. This moment, this moment in comic history is when the uh, stock of Eobard Thawne begins to rise in my eyes because I thought, there is absolutely no name more ridiculous for a villain than the reverse of what the hell the, the superhero's name is. See, the thing is, I didn't know that Zoom is something else. Yep, Professor Zoom. Hunter Zolomon. I I had no idea. They look exactly the same, except Hunter Zolomon has black eyes with red red dots in his eyes. Uh, ten years ago, yeah, I was calling Eobard Thorn. Zoom. I, think, I was saying but reverse is, flash I think is Zoom. They were too, though. I think they got to a point, a very convoluted point, where they started to mix up all that as well. They started to mix up those I names. I always thought his name was just Zoom. Zoom. Um, the reverse flash in the New Fifty Two is not Eobarthon. It's um, Daniel West. It's Iris's brother, or something. You know what I'm saying? Like they. But they that's crazy because didn't they and bring, then why, why didn't they bring a Thawne into season one of Flash that was Eddie, with Eddie, Iris? Eddie. Eddie Thawne, yeah. Yep. So like I said, they, they it, it's been all over the damn place. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they ever really knew what they wanted to do with this guy. But the name, I would never. I never dug the name. I never dug the name. I always Flash is a terrible. Oh, oh, you talking about? I thought. I think Eobard Thorn is hilarious. Isn't Eobard a an actual name before the twenty fifth? I could have always sworn I've heard. I don't know. Eobard Crane. it's it's Ichabod. Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane from Sleepy Hollow. Okay, I just like that. Somebody will say the name Eobard, and when somebody doesn't you know recognize it they go what the hell is that and then somebody says oh it's from the future like yada yada don't even worry about okay, it okay yeah but then uh, like that's like E-O-Bard. that's like meeting someone named danielio it's like oh what's that oh no he's from the future it's like no he's italian <laughs> he's from yeah. he's from second dilianio like what yeah are you doing? They, i mean they should know at this point right they, you, listen if you don't know who danielio is at this point you'll figure out soon oh yeah so uh yeah so my boy shows up eobard thorn reverse flash one of the bigger reasons why i like the reverse flash is because i think he might be one of the pettiest villains of all time reverse flash doesn't want to rob banks to become rich reverse flash doesn't want to take over the world reverse flash simply exists to make barry allen's life miserable and even worse before this happened he would do absolutely everything but kill him. Because he couldn't. Because he couldn't kill because him. Because he had to exist. Because the for, second he kills Barry... For those who don't know, uh, Eobard Thawne exists, like you said, in past the 25th century. And he is a fanatic of the Flash to the like point the, that he like replicates... Like 2195 or something like that. Or, yeah. No, 25th would be like 26. 26. Isn't it one before? It's. I think it's... The 20th century was in 1999. Yeah, so it's one behind. So, so yeah. 25th, you would be in the 24s. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, he he replicated the um, the experiment that gave Barry Allen his powers. Uh, but he, what he would do is like he would set fires to houses and then put them out. <laughs> he dressed like the Flash in his timeline, and he would set fires to houses and put them out, cause like train wrecks, and then save people. And then Barry Allen ended up in his timeline. I was like, what the hell? Found out, found out he was a villain, beat him up, yada, yada. And then from that moment on, it was like, okay, so I can't be the Flash? Then I'm going to do everything in my power for the end of time to ruin this man's life, including going back in time and killing his mom. So, yeah, that... that he finds out. Yep, 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 yep. And that's what leads to the, the Flash that we all know now, the one that showed up in the CW, odds are the one that Ezra Miller is playing, will be, will be taking off from that idea that there is a fanatic in the future that does his best to become the flash and when he falls short he will blame the flash and thus become his lifelong tormentor um we've seen other characters get distracted there's a issue of forever evil where after aquaman is seemingly killed or believed to be dead manta like goes into a depression because there's nothing else to do and well, we've seen that happen with joker Knight, yeah with dark Knight returns we've seen that happen joker with joker was literally well. cataton i think he didn't speak for like 25 years yeah. Like, not a word. He didn't speak a word. But at least he still, Joker will still rob a bank or something. Like, Eobard thought only exists to ruin Barry's life. To the point that at one point in the Golden Age, I want to say it is, he killed Iris West. Just showed up, put his hand right through her. Right through her forehead. Killed her. So, he... He made Barry experience his first premature ejaculation. Matter of fact, here's another, here's another interesting thing before we finish, before we get back into wrapping this up. There's a moment uh, where... Like I said, um, Barry Allen kills... I'm sorry. What's his face? Kills Iris West. Eobard Thorne, reverse flash. Hand right through the forehead, right? Boom. Kills her, right? So they do another story years later where Barry's getting married. And he's getting married. His wife is already at the at the church, whatever. He's like, well, I'm getting married. Greatest day of my life. Eobard Thorne shows up. And Eobard Thorne's like, 
oh, you think you could just get married and I'm not going <laughs> to do what I do? And he just starts taking off towards the towards the church. So Barry Allen starts taking off towards the church and he's like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to kill the shit out of her. You know what I'm saying? You already know what I do up in this piece. So you ain't got to worry about it. So Barry Allen's getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And he eventually gets him like in a sleeper hold. And he's like, not again! And accidentally cracks his neck and kills him. <laughs> and they have a storyline right after that called The Trial of the Flash, where... The Justice League, seemingly everybody, all good, 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 uh, do-gooders, I think, good doers, uh, all the, uh, do-gooders, um, From Tornado to Sandman. Yeah, they, they want to know what the hell did you do? Why'd you kill this man? Et cetera, et cetera, and stuff like that. So it's a very interesting story. He nah, literally only exists to ruin that man's life. We'll go and kill family member after family member just to make oh, sure. Oh, that's why I love that line. That, that line that he said, um, he's like, he's like, oh, you, you messed up, Barry. Because you, you, you pulled me out of what I have to do in the time force, in the speed force, and now I'm a paradox. I could kill you in the womb, yeah, or I can kill you right now. It makes no difference. Yeah, that's the worst part. As the war continues, Barry demands to know what Eobard did to this world, and Eobard explains it's, like, it's oh, actually hero, you, Barry. My, I, now that makes sense. Why he called him his hero, his idol, his inspiration. Yeah, he was always he was always his hero, he his was, idol, oh, he, his inspiration. Yeah. So it's. It's the syndrome effect. If you want to, if I mean, decades prior, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's the syndrome effect of it yeah. all. But I think it's I think what makes it worse is the time travel. I think the idea that like no one like you don't exist in this time where Barry Allen exists. I think that's what changes the syndrome of it all. It's like you actively are coming over here just to mess <laughs> to mess with him. It's not like it's not like there's not enough room for two flashes in this town. It's like, oh, not only do I have my own timeline, I'm gonna go back to yours. No, but it's the reason why, the reason why syndrome became syndrome is because he was cat he wasn't allowed to be a hero. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Incredible, you know, basically told him like, "There's no room for you in you the know, hero business." That's also a a a, a, a oversimplification of things because his enthusiasm or over enthusiasm damn near caused that man to die. Bomb bomb voyage or whatever no, the other but, the other no, dude. But that other guy was right. Nobody asks Mister Incredible to save a suicide attempt. If you're trying to kill yourself and someone saves you, are you going to be thankful that that person saved you? Or are you going to be pissed off that that person's not minding their business? I just remember the line, um, you didn't save my life, you ruined my death. Yes! <laughs> I'll never forget that line because I've never heard it used before. Especially like, in a Pixar Disney kids movie? Yeah. You didn't save crazy. my life, you ruined my death. <laughs> but I just love, like, in pure villain mode, Eobard is just relishing all of this. He uses his powers to help Barry remember the sequence of events. And he went to his mother. He, well, yeah, he tells him basically, this is how it went down. You went to your mother's grave on her birthday. The first birthday that you found out that I killed her. And, a, and in a flash of guilt, you use your super speed to time travel and save her. And the ripple effects created this timeline. With Barry's memories now intact, he curses Thorne's name before they go back to fighting. According to Thorne, Barry's actions transformed Thorne himself into a living paradox no longer requiring Barry Allen to exist and allowing him to kill the Flash without erasing his own existence. For those who don't understand like I said again, Eobard exists as a fanatic of the Flash so he could never go back in time and kill the Flash because then he would lose the inspiration to become the Flash and be Eobard Thorne. But now that this paradox is created, not only was he always already a time traveling menace, but now he's a time traveling menace that can kill you. Like I said, this guy is just I, I love you, Marthon. But um 
Thawne continues to taunt Barry with the threat of death until he is suddenly skewered by an Amazonian sword by Thomas Wayne. Things look dire, but then the resistance shows up and they provide backup. See, I'm I'm I actually am more of a fan of the of gun. His death in in uh the movie. The gun. I love that he got shot right through the head. Two and things you see, about like, that. The whole hole with Batman and everything. Two things about that. One, I think there's a bit of uh, what's I call poetic justice. This idea that he would use the gun that killed his son to save on, the day, to save the day, and save his son seemingly. To right? Save it. Yeah, exactly. I never even thought of it like and that. Save his son. Yeah. Um. But the other thing is the gun. I don't know if you've seen the film, but that that Eobard with the gun in his head is a main plot point in the Suicide Squad film. Um. How to pay? Uh, I guess I haven't watched that one yet. I- I'll let you guys know. I'm not gonna spoil the film, but the idea is that he is running to not die from the gunshot wound in the head of <laughs> of the Batman. So that is that they bring that back into they bring that reverse flash back, and he is moving He's so running. fast that he has not succumbed to the injury that is the bullet in his head. <laughs> That's that's just it's sick. That's it's, just it's, some timey wimey. Bro, it's pretty damn sick. It's pretty damn sick. That's some moogie woogie boogie stuff. Moogie right woogie boogie. Uh Entrantress lets loose and is a force to be reckoned with, but suddenly Superman arrives and takes out all the heavy hitters. Atlantis still plans to sink Britain into the sea, and our heroes feel the seismic tremors that signal that destruction. Thomas begs Barry to run back and save the timeline and to leave this one behind in an attempt to make a better world. He gives him a letter and tells him he's sorry about his mother before succumbing to his wounds. As the ground cracks underneath his feet, Barry runs as fast as he can and enters the speed force. He closes his eyes and thinks of his mom and shows up on her doorstep. In a tearful moment... This kind of broke me. No, no joke. No, it's a, it's a, it's a well-played this, this moment. Me. In a tearful moment, Barry confesses to messing up the timeline, uh, but saying it was worth it for his mom. And then she just straight up said, yeah, but... How many died? She demands how many to know barriers? how She's many like, lives. How many people died because you saved my one life? Yeah, she demands to know how many lives were lost because of the domino effect. And Barry sadly admits that it's in the millions. She begs Barry to let her go and simply cherish the time that they did have together. And he's like, I, I can't. He's like, I can't let you go. She's just, just, I'll be with your, I'll be with your father. Yeah. Every when she said that, when she's like, but I'll be with your father. I'm like, but damn, because it, it's in both instances, the father's dead. Yeah. The father died in prison, and that's why he became the forensic. No, no, he became a forensic scientist to save his Dad father, and his d- father dies in prison. And here, old man gets a heart attack. Yeah, guys, uh, watch your cholesterol in the DC universe. You got to eat Cheerios, man. Be happy, be healthy. Be happy, be healthy. Uh, but, uh, Flash refuses at first, but realizing the wisdom in his mother's words, um, he travels back to stop himself from saving his mom. When he goes to restore the timeline, he sees three different ones and is urged to merge them, but at a cost. I believe, and Yogi would know this better than me, I believe that the woman who's saying this is Pandora. Yeah, I was, Lit- I was, I was wondering, liter- who is this? The literal Pandora is in Wait, the New the, 52. Wait, you mean like the ancient, The literal mythical- opened up the box and caused a lot of crap, Pandora, yeah. Um, and so there is a moment where her biggest storyline in, in the New 52 is during this thing called Trinity War, where it is the Justice... League of America, um, which is a government-sanctioned Amanda Waller-led Justice League, the regular Justice League, and Justice League Dark uh, fight because Pandora. I gotta get into Justice League Dark. Like I've been wanting to read it for a while. So think about Constantine on a Justice League team just gets me. 
Yeah. Justice League. Um, Justice League. Suddenly, Barry wakes up at his job again, but this time, everything seems okay. He stops by the Batcave to tell Batman about his adventure and to make sure that it's actually Bruce in the suit, and it is. He tells Batman his story and remarks that, strangely, he still has all his memories with his mom from the timeline that she didn't die. The gift? And Batman calls that a gift. Right when he said that, you're like, you know why he said that. Like, he wishes. He he fucking wishes. If he he could have... If he could have went to done what Barry did and be able to keep the memory of, but then again, I don't know how who who would have survived and how would a world have gone. I don't. Batman, you are Batman. You are looked at as invincible even in alternate realities. Yeah. I don't know what Bruce Wayne could or would look like with alive parents. Oh yeah, yeah. Like maybe in a, but even Oliver Queen needed some sort of you know call to adventure type thing to become the green arrow yeah like i think batman bruce wayne would have just been that billionaire oh playboy you're reminding, you're reminding me of a whole a whole another thing with thomas wayne right now uh, that I, I gotta get into um but yeah in this instance um right when bruce says that it's a gift it causes barry to remember something else he tells Bruce. This actually broke me. I'll explain why once you finish. He tells Bruce he met someone out there and he gives him a letter. Bruce reads a few lines and realizing it's a letter from his long deceased father, Thomas Wayne, he is physically rocked by the revelation. The, 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 the way the paneling. like yeah, I he read, fell. He almost fainted. He fell. Like, like the way it looked. Like, I'm going to, I have to re-show you this. Like, like look at. You're not re-show, re-show the readers. Let's re-show <laughs> these readers because it's going to be on the headline. I'm definitely going to make this a headline. He, he looks at it. He stands up and, like, pushes Flash. Flash is just there. He tries to put his hands on his shoulders. And he's, like, you know, like, moving him back. Like, no, don't touch me. Yeah. And then he sits down takes off his cowl. Batman, in tears, yeah. broke me. Uh, this was the moment I, I started, like, tearing. Like, I was feeling the eyes watery with the conversation with his mom. Because who, who doesn't love their mother and wouldn't have, like, that kind of emotional you know, cathartic release and stuff, but seeing Batman in tears broke me. I don't think in my 28 years of reading comic books, I don't think I've ever seen Batman drawn in a comic. Like, you know, movies are different. You can get away with a lot of things in movies. Yeah. Batman crying in in a continuity, like a canon comic book? This broke me. Like, not broke me as an emotionally watch, just like, it snapped the mental capacity in my brain of what is possible in comics. It's one of the moments I think people remember the most fondly from the comic. Um, you know, you get that I don't line. think anybody, imagine you're 50 years old reading this for the very first time and you grew up obsessed with Batman. You have all the Frank Miller stuff and all of the this and all of the that. You have a signed autograph killing joke book on display and you read a panel of Batman in tears. Getting a letter from I'm his like, from his father. I'm like cheaty and it with Jeremy Bear me. Like this broke me. Yeah. Like, this this broke me. <laughs> I, it leads to that that iconic line, Barry, you're a hell of a messenger. You oh, know? That, um, both mediums hit just the same for me. I enjoyed both mediums. I think it. most people who have read it or or seen the film remember distinctly remember that scene. Because I it think that's the people. nicest I don't also don't think that Barry and uh Bruce get a lot together. Like, they don't get a lot to do together. But for some reason, whenever they are in some form together, whether it's a comic book or, or or an adaptation, whether movie or cartoon, 
they always seem to have genuine chemistry. Well, they both have, um, you know, they both have a, a lost uh, family member. I guess, you know, uh, Barry has his mother, but Bruce has both his parents. Also, Bruce is the world's greatest detective and Barry is a the CSI. The world's greatest for forensic He's a scientist. forensic scientist. So th- there's a lot, there's a lot of no, crossover between those two. the commonality is there, but I mean, like, commonality is one thing. We both love wrestling and comics and movies, but what if we could never get along in the same room? The fact that every time I see Batman and Bruce Wayne adapted in any form, they're always like boys. <laughs> it's between that, that and him and a uh, Flash with Green Lantern. For some yeah. reason, and those like the Flash is like tight with those two. Yeah, there should be better. I mean, did, did we, one could argue that Barry Allen didn't get much play prior to this. I mean, the guy was dead at one point. So, uh, there's a lot of, there's a whole host of new readers no, that dead never... was like 30 years? Yeah, he was dead for about, for a long time. But I'm saying that there's a whole host of comic book fan that doesn't have a feeling on how these guys interact. And I feel like this set a standard. Like, if you just started reading, someone just put this movie on and you had never seen anything before, you kind of feel the rapport here, and then if the next thing is Justice League War, then, or, yeah, War, yeah, then I, you're like... After this is, is John's... War. Yeah. War. It's the introduction introduction of the brand new Justice 52 League. 52 Justice League. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. I love it. So it sets up a whole new dynamic for all those heroes. Um, so in 2013, uh, the, the animated movie came out. Um, similar to the comic launching the new 52, the film served to launch a shared universe of 15 DC animated films that were released between 2013 and 2020. I think the last being that um, Dark Side Apocalypse War. I think so it they, was, they were all in the same continuity. Up until that point. And it pretty much looked like they were drawn by the same... Like, I know it was produced by the same studio, but it pretty yeah. much looked like it was the same anim- animators through and through. It's also a little weird because a lot of the things that they did weren't in timeline order. So they try to fit them in. Yeah, like, like even throwing Atlantis and, Blo- and Wonder Woman bloodline. Yeah, like, yeah, like moving not, them around yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah. Um, so let's talk about the biggest changes to um, the uh, animated adaptation. So one of the things is there's no Enchantress, right? No. There's no Enchantress uh, betrayal. There's no, yeah, there's no Enchantress betrayal. There's Lex Luthor is in that. But Lex Luthor, to my knowledge, isn't in the main story of Flashpoint. He's not, a, he's not in that at all either. Um, the comic has no establishing Justice League scene, which is what you were talking about from before. I kind of dug that because it's the beginning of you realizing that Eobardor doesn't care. So at one point he goes, yeah, I'll kill both of us. <laughs> Small price to pay for your death. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay, does not sir. care. Um, way more gore, gore in the film, you know, a lot of gore. Um, the comic book in my, uh, in my, for my memory has no Martha as the Joker reveal. No, I think that was, that was the whole Batman tie in. Yeah. Like you have to read that during Batman's thing. But they a do whole... that in the, they show the reveal in this, in the, um, cause there was a film. whole in the thing. Film, yeah. Like, they I don't know the if flashback. there was a death between them, but I remember reading like there was a whole point where like. Martha and Thomas were like side by side, like you know, and giving each other the, like a hug and all that. Like, so I even to, though they were both, even though he was already the Batman, she was already the she Joker. She was already, she's literally in a purple and green woman's suit. Yeah, with her hair in a, like a bonnet. So like, right. That's why a lot of people were looking at um, Jeffrey D. Nor- Morgan and Maggie Q. Not Maggie Q. Isn't it Maggie Q? No, it's Lauren Cohen. Lauren it's from, Cohen from The Walking Dead. It's Maggie from The Walking Dead. So then who's... I know there's an actress named Maggie Q. I could have sworn Maggie I don't know, Q but is. it's Maggie from The Walking Dead. Lauren Cohen, who is with Negan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, the comedian. Because they played the parents in... 
Yeah. So the idea was that the idea was that they, you know, if push came to shove and they were interested in making Flashpoint, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Thomas Wayne. You get uh, Lauren Cohen to play Joker, uh, Joker Martha, and you know it is what it is. God, if we actually get a live adaptation, woman Joker. It should just be those two, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get that DC keeps wanting to throw things away, but please, please make me feel like the things I have watched aren't worthless. Like, Listen. please expand upon the creations of things After you have made. After the cancellation of New Gods, I don't have any hope for DC anymore. And Swamp Maybe Thing. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm still re- waiting for Swamp Thing in <laughs> season two. Oh my God, is that, that, that is going to happen, <laughs> no, right? No, it's not. They haven't confirmed any of that. Nope. Nope. But the first teaser came out for uh, Stargirl today, so the the poster. God, that's a please. We'll be covering. We'll be covering that uh, this fall. We will definitely be covering because you already know I'm gonna fucking watch it. We, like I said, um, in the film, the Atlantean weapon of choice is powered by Captain Adam. Um, sorry, in the in the movie, in the film, yes, and in the comic, it is Geostorm. There's no element woman at all in the film. And um, yeah, I'm a fan of. Me- I was. I, I like that metamorph or. Know, know, Fisto, yeah, she was, was kind of crazy. Was a chick. <laughs> yeah, she and was she was a chick crazy. that was just happy that people wanted to be her friend. Yeah, she, she just kept saying, "No one asked me to be on. Ever asked me to be on." Well, TV everyone before. kept everyone when she was awake kept saying she was crazy. <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, you, oh, you hanging out with her?" Um, Which is kind of messed up because she seems very nice. The movie fleshes out Wonder Woman and Aquaman's uh, motives because they had their own tie-ins in the crossover event, but their um, story has very little context in the main story. You only have this moment where she said, I can't believe you never loved you. I think that's not what you. mattered, really. I don't think they're why they're wars. I think wars. it spices it up, though. It does. It I does. It spices it up. You know, you, you, can, you can say that, you know, like uh, red pepper, red and yellow peppers on a pizza don't matter. But yeah. like you say, red and yellow peppers on a pizza spice up each bite of that slice. I think you get to a point where you would eventually ask why and someone could jump to the conclusion that this was o- like and they would always just happen. But you add a layer of love there. You add like which a, an, a, is like a throwaway a, in the comics, which yeah. is kind of messed up. I I will agree with you. It was literally one little panel. It was like I loved you. I never loved you, or something like that, right? No, Wasn't he it? said he's like I can't believe I ever loved you, and she's like you never loved me, and that was it. <laughs> and that was no, it because he's like I, he's, yeah because he's like you wear her her helmet as a trophy. He's like no, it's a and warning like, she, or something, right? Yeah, like she tried to kill me. You decapitated my wife, like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just this whole battle fighting. You also get to see a flashback scene. Of of I think it's being told probably by Batman or Cyborg or somebody. No, it was it was being it flashes new memories. Okay, it was yeah. after he gets he tries to get his powers back for the. They first do that time. like tasteful um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman behind like a, a curtain, uh, the satin <laughs> the satin yeah. bed sheets. And I was like, oh, and then yeah, you see Mira, Mira just just so sad and as she goes to go murder Wonder Woman and Wonder she Woman turns the. Tape. I do like that 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 nothing was said. There yeah. was no word spoken for that entire opening. Yeah, like not opening uh, the entirety of what happened to everybody. You see Batman, like Bruce, dead. Martha turning and into the Joker. Thing, if you see, this is what I'll also say: you don't need any context, in my opinion, for the Amazonian Atlantean War if you don't read comics. Mm. If you read comics, you would be wondering why Mira's helmet is on Diana, and to get that wrinkle that she actually killed her and Arthur and her were sleeping together. I think is a hell of a you know what now that, you, now that you mentioned that would be like. Like, if you're, like, an avid, big-time comic reader and you pick up Flashpoint for the first time and your first time you see Wonder Woman, she's wearing Queen Mira's helmet. Yeah. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? As a matter of fact, did she wear it in the com? I don't think she wore it in the comic. She, she Doesn't does- she have, like, a gold 
she just has like this weird gold uh we, we might be we might be uh coming up with a mandela effect situation here bro no 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 because no. i go ahead go ahead you go through that and i'll go through the internet but yeah i almost remember that flashpoint wonder woman has some sort of gold uh bird helmet <laughs> uh yeah, there's a there's a war, there's a war going on. Right here, now. yeah, right here. That's not Mira's helmet. Well, it says it. He's like, you killed my wife. She tried to assassinate me after I was protecting myself. Yet you're wearing her helmet like a trophy. That's Mira's. Oh, helmet. I don't know what that. That I've never seen that as Mira's helmet. That because weird they did because they, they did it differently in the and they actually did the real Mira's helmet in the, in the, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. The, in the movie, she's the really one wearing... she has in Aquaman, the movie with Jason Momoa, the yeah, one she she's, has in every She's wearing adaptation, that one, yeah. but this is her helmet, but a differently done helmet. Well, then that Mira deserved to die because that's an ugly helmet. Yeah, and he's like, so I, can't be- that I can't believe I ever loved you. You never really you did. never loved me. And then Shazam comes down. Where do you sit on um, the movie not giving him his last goodbye with his mom? I think that I think that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, so the book seems like shorter in terms of the story, but it seem, but it feels like it gets there longer to where the movie seems is seemingly longer, but does everything so shorter. Yeah, certain things are done shorter. Certain things are held on. Like I don't think I needed the entirety of that battle sequence in Paris with the deathstroke's ship yeah where it's that's kind of more world building than it is anything else yeah like that thank you that's what it was this movie was doing so much world building for a world that's not gonna matter at the end of the movie yeah so uh, i didn't need all of that world building but then when you give me emotional character development and you take it away from me then i get upset i needed flash saying goodbye to his mom yeah, I wanted that. It definitely couldn't hurt. Right? No, no. The movie is an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. What would have hurt if you would have given me a two-minute scene of Barry and his mom? Like literally, it was done in a page. Literally, the entirety of that whole scene where he just runs back in time is yeah, yeah. You could just yeah, you could got past. It's that. done in a page because once you flip the page, it's over with. Yeah, he's gone. So you could have done it. In thirty sec in in thirty seconds, you could have given me a goodbye. What did you think about um, the well? For before before they out and out did the storyline flashpoint. What did you think about? Did you ever see the episode of the Flash where he has to go back in time and stop himself? Well, he attempts to go back in time to stop himself. Oh, sorry, he goes back in time to stop Eobard Thorn from killing his mother, but then stops himself from stopping Eobard. I have seen nothing of season one of Flash. Nothing season one of the Flash. There is an I think absolute. I saw the, the only thing I, th- I think I saw was the time where Flash was literally on an episode of Supergirl, and Supergirl was the episode of Flash. That one you showed. There, me. There's an absolutely amazing moment. Is that in... the one where uh, Kevin Smith cries? Yes. That's yes. why Kevin Smith cried. Yes. There's an amazing moment in season one of the Flash. Spoilers for a show that came out in 2014, <laughs> um, where. Barry Allen has Eobard Thawne, um, what's that called? Dead to rights? Yep. Has him dead to rights locked up. Eobard Thawne looks at that man and says, hey, you know what? How about we make a trade? How about you send me back to my regular timeline and I'll let you go back and save your mom. 
And she's like, no, no, no bullshit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no bullshit. I won't come after you. It is what it is. You'll build me a time machine and send me out, send my ass back to, you know, the future and then vice versa. Right. So, um, he does. He builds him like a time machine, whatever. And Barry Allen goes back to his, to the past and he goes and he sees, um, his mother and the reverse flash and the flash are in that timeline fighting each other. That's how his mother dies. Yeah. That whole. Yeah. Tornado thing. Right. And so he gets a moment to save his mother and he sees a third flash. And the third flash looks at him and shakes his head and says, Don't do it. And so, like, you can see the revelation coming over his face that, yeah, you know what? This is kind of a brass move. I, I probably shouldn't do it. And in that instance, he lets his mother get restabbed. Uh, and he gets she, to watch as yeah, a grown adult. Yeah. Watch her get re killed. And then he goes up to her. And he takes off his mask and he's like, it's me, it's your son, it's Barry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's like, she's like, Barry, my beautiful baby boy. All that, bro. Everybody, everybody, everywhere. Fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, you yeah, see? We're yeah, cutting onions, was... we're cutting onions over here. <laughs> and, Who's cutting those onions? And so he then races back and jumps through the speed force and punches Eobarthorn <laughs> in the face. Uh, <laughs> he punches Eobarthorn in the face and, um, he's like, what did you do? You could have had everything. You could have everything you ever wanted. And then you get that moment. Well, that's your problem. I already have everything I ever wanted. Duh, duh, duh. And then you get that big moment. I'm like, this is the greatest show in the world. It changed my whole, it changed everything that I, that I thought about, uh, when it came to the flash. But in season, at the end of season two, they kill his father. They kill his father. Right? Yeah, but it wasn't Billy Crudup. No. <laughs> but it was it's, the original yeah, Flash from the 90s. So. John Wesley Ship. So Barry Allen travels back in time after his father dies and then, and then legit stops his stops Eobarthorn. He says, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I know, one, I know the last time I let it rock. This is, I don't care. And this anymore. causes a flashpoint. Everybody, and it causes a flashpoint. So the season, that's the season two finale is him saving things, so changing then, things. So the so season, season three, three would premiere be... is called Flashpoint. Um, so when you get to that premiere, Barry's living with his mom and dad and going to go visit Eobarthon, who he has in prison. <laughs> but he can't be in prison. No, like in prison, like in a, oh. in a, like he, he has the reverse flash to try to kill his mom. Cause it's the same thing, paradox. He can go wherever the hell he wants. Oh. But he has him in, in like a prison, like in the, like, you know, so he goes and he goes and it feeds him like Big Belly Burger on occasion. <laughs> and every time uh, he goes to go talk to him, he's like, you, you're the villain of this flash. You're the one doing all this. And as soon as you figure it out, you're going to be right here coming back to me and you're going to ask me for some help. And he's like, what the hell do I Tom care? I have Kavanaugh really oh, got he was a- so great, but I- it was actually the other guy. It was, um, golly, the blonde, uh, reverse flash actor. And I'm, I no like him way, too. Man. I, like I, Tom- I like, yeah, but Tom Kavanaugh going from like Yogi bear at a, at the Yogi bear freaking sh- movie to stuff like this. <laughs> just, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a master. Matt expert. Letcher. Oh, I know that name. Matt Letcher does when he gets more time under the hood, he's actually pretty cool. When he spends more time as Eobard so in so uh, do, Legends. So they do two are they doing a reverse flash and a zoom in that show? They didn't. The reverse flash was season one, zoom was season two. But to be smart, Zoom is not yellow. He's all black. He's, he's the all that's the yeah, all he's black. All zoom. black. But if you go to your DC encyclopedia and you look up zoom and you look up reverse flash they're both they're the yellow same. speedsters with red accents a black circle with a red lightning bolt on the chest the only difference is their eyes 
and their oh, name. Difference. And their name. Their eyes and their name. Two, they're, and their they, origins and all that. So it's like, like so it's the Hobgoblin Green Goblin problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, because Eobard is Barry's villain. Which would be. Zoom is Wally's villain. They made a reverse flash for Wally. Wally. Yeah. yeah. Laziness. I mean, you do what you got to do. Somebody's gonna, You're always going to get a Joker in any kind of Batman thing. Okay, so then you're telling me that um, Nightwing has a Joker. No, he has Deathstroke. No, but I mean, could, you can totally see a writer being like, and then <laughs> this clown showed up. And oh started to mess around with yeah, it. Yeah, I could, I could, you know, I could see them giving punchline to yeah. Nightwing. Daisy or or Damien or you know somebody like that. But no, see this right here. This is the this is the Jeff Johns writing that I love because I'm glad that you brought up the whole that that Flash season one finale thing because I love how you see regular Flash running to stop his mother's death. Yeah, and then. Flash from the paradox with the his suit is torn to shreds. He is tired, has bruises on his face, and he's like, "I know what you're feeling, and I'm sorry. Oh God, I'm sorry. What are you doing? You have to let me save her." No, I'm like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah, it doesn't make any. It it it, it tugs at the heartstrings. It, it hurt. So, but the issue is right. So everything is Gucci. His 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 um. Wally's the Flash in Flashpoint. Uh, Iris, he's dating. This is on the show, right? Yeah. Both his parents are alive and they're in love. But so he's Gucci. I- isn't Iris a Wes in the show? Yeah, but he never got adopted because his parents ever died. Oh. Iris is always a West. Iris was always, that a West. Was always her, her Iris biological West. last name. Yep. Surname Iris. Wes? Iris yeah. West. In the comics originally. So Wally is her cousin. Wally was her brother, if I'm not mistaken, originally, and then became her nephew or vice versa. <laughs> brother, nephew. Um, it cha- it definitely changed over time. But yeah, they're, they're always been related. It, uh, she, she's more known as Iris West Allen because of the, after the, um. I just never really cared to know her last name. I just always knew her as Iris. Yeah, Iris West. Iris West. Uh, and that's her. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So in the comics, Iris is his aunt. But I think at one point. They, ah, that would I think us. at one point in the New 52, they made them brother brother and sister. That's kind of weird. Because they also did it in the show. Yeah, that's right. And they, Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they brought Wally West in. He, yeah. He was a brother. Was, yep. Because uh, what's his, what was the and sergeant's that brings, name? That gives us Wallace West, who yeah, you see now. And then you get and then you get the whole. Um, I know. Wait. Now I'm mixing up my my CW shows. Who's the one? Who's the the detective with the with the estranged wife? That that is um in Green Arrow. What's his face? Is white. Remember that whole season arc where uh, now that both daughters are alive or something like that, and uh, what's his face? His wife comes back. You talking about Diggle? No, not Diggle. Um. The chief that never, the police guy that oh, never liked Green Arrow. I original. never knew his name. Lance, Detective Lance. Whatever Detec- like. Detective Lance. That's were, Dinah's. Yeah, Dinah's yes, uh, dad. When, when they finally bring back, when they bring back the wife, Dinah yeah. Lance. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden, um, what's her face? White Canary is alive, and now it changes the whole timeline. Yeah. Yep. The daughters were different. Um, their kids were different. It was so weird. Um, but I'm gonna get back into the CW one day. But the issue is, Cisco Ramon is a self-centered billionaire. That's not but cool. does it? Cisco is a cool guy, and he doesn't have any interest in helping anybody. Caitlin Snow is this when she beca- is this how she becomes ice? Oh, uh, nice, no, Killer Frost. She's a pediatric ophthalmologist. 
ophthalmologist. There you go. Um, in the comic, just like in the comic book story, she, she gives glasses to kids. That's kind of sweet. But like, she's not. She's not a biologist. <laughs> as in the comic book story, uh, Baron begins to lose his memories as the flashpoint timeline starts to override his. Eobard tries to convince Barry to release him so they can fix what he did, but Barry refuses to listen and tries to make things better by helping Wally stop his rival. Barry exceeds in stopping the rival who was killed by Joe, but not before Wally is critically wounded. Realizing Flashpoint's effects are only going to get worse, Barry releases Eobard Thawne. Come on, man. Like, you know? He he releases Eobard Thawne to kill his mother. And he does. (laughs) Which returns Barry to the correct in 2016. Well, I thought he changed timelines because he because he stopped him from killing his father. No, it was um, mother again, mother again. Oh, so because so he kills his father, but then he decides to, to just go back and mother, save the, the you know, mother. Like you know, yeah. what? I'm just gonna do yeah, what I originally was gonna it. do. Yeah, and the idea, I guess, is if you save the mother, never could, become the Flash. You could save the father. The father never gets into the same peril because he's never the father of the Flash. But it doesn't matter because you created a paradox anyways. <laughs> and that's what Eobard ends up telling him, saying that things are not exactly the same. Um, and that's how that's basically what happens there with uh with you know on the sometimes. CW. Sometimes the CW, I'm telling you, they, there was moments. No, there was moments their, of greatness, like, bro. Like uh, for the woman that have that has everything, I think that that is one of the smartest adaptations that they could have taken from that original storyline. Yeah. I love for the man who has everything. Like the comic wise, comic wise, mm-hmm. I love that story. I, you, we were sitting here yeah, when I threw story. myself. In. I love for the for the man that has everything, but when they did it for her. For the woman that has everything, and she has to like sit there on Krypton, and you know, like her mother's alive, her favorite aunt is alive, and everybody is alive. It's like, damn, CW really be having their moments. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I give it to them when they're when they're motivated, man. When they're motivated, because this is the way, and that's all it is. Um, last but not least, the latest adaptation besides things in video games and animated series. In 2022, elements of the Flashpoint storyline are planned to be incorporated into the DC Extended Universe film, The Flash. The film is directed by Andy Muschietti from a screenplay by Christina Hodson with Ezra Miller reprising his role of The Flash and Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton reprising their roles um, of Batman. With the film also set to to debut the DC Cinematic Multiverse. The film is scheduled to be released in theaters on November 4th, 2022. How much of this you think is going to be just Flashpoint in name only? Honestly? Or do you see them doing like the letters, the war? I think I see them doing more because I just because Michael Keaton was on set and we all know he's bad. It don't mean he gonna be Bruce Wayne. I'll put all the money I have in my pocket right now. What if, what if they pull the rug under us and it's, and Michael Keaton is playing Thomas Wayne? Ah, uh, he better not. Son, if, but if he does, if it comes to reveal that he's playing Thomas Wayne, his yeah. own father, 40 years later? Yeah, it'd be kind of crazy. It'd be kind of crazy. But yeah, this is going to, just 30. like, just like the creation of the New 52, just like how they used Barry as a scapegoat to change uh, the publication woes, they're going to use this movie to change the DCEU. Do you think it's going to work? Do you yes. think? Do you think Flashpoint as a film can be the band-aid that Flashpoint as a comic was? I think so. Because you have to remember, forget the, put the comic to a side for a second. The Flashpoint Paradox movie, whether any of us like it or not, 
did a lot for DC's credibility, especially for its animated movies. The New 52 brought fans. It just, there's a lot of long-time comic Comic readers that that hated that stuff about it. And I totally understand what, what what they're going with. But, I mean, like, we have to look at hype. We have to look at love, marketability. Flashpoint was a big thing. By that, by Flashpoint? Before the Flashpoint movie, what did we really have for DC's animated movies sides? Doom. I would just say and Under the Red, Red Hood. Hood. Under the Red Hood, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Doom. Doom was cool, but not a lot of people generated towards like Batman Year One. There was definitely there was not a lot of. Return. There was definitely not a lot of Flash centric. There was nothing anything. other than Batman. Yeah. There was there was nothing but Batman animated movies. So when Flashpoint Paradox came, this kind of world, this kind of idea, this cynicism of superheroes, it generated a brand new wave of fans yeah and that alone is what the what the dc is like you know piggybacking off of yeah and i think that they should continue to do stuff like like it's just weird imagine flashpoint as an event 10 years into dc comics (laughs) you know this is flashpoint as an event uh damn near 100 years in you understand what i'm saying so i thought it was kind kind of weird that the dceu was hitting the reset button so soon but then again, they are quite a bit away from in the but race. But also, they would be smart enough. They would... They're trying to tank it before it gets worse? One, tank it before it gets worse. Yeah, just, you know, like, you know, have Barry run back in time, save his parents, and then just reboot the DCEU. But if, they're, if they could do it smart enough, they could get there to the forms of the way of Endgame and Loki is now doing things. Because yeah. Loki's going to change but that's, the game. But that's why right now the only the only option, in my opinion, that they have is to pull on the heartstrings of old DC stuff, which is what they seemingly are trying to do with um, bringing in Michael Keaton. You know? Yeah. They don't have a universe that they can milk from because they screwed it. So the only universe they can milk from is universes they've already pre-established. Get me? Of course. Show me Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern in Flashpoint. Stuff like that. Because you got nothing else to build off but your history, so build off your history. Yeah, but then, but then Ryan Reynolds can't be Green Lantern. He would just have to be Hal Jordan, who just kamikazes himself. That'd be kind of funny too, though. That'd be kind of funny. Um, last thing I want to say about the uh, about the film, um, the animated film adaptation does something that I really liked, which is I think at one point Eobard Thorne puts a like a a rod through Barry's leg, so when it comes time for the end of the world. I, I very much felt like the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League where he's injured and he's trying to just like pick up a gallop that's going to generate enough energy so he can start running and so he can go back in time. Um, all the lights and the, and, the, and the visuals from the Speed Force look very reminiscent to me. I'd like to see those two things, if you can, Dan, ever. Put, um, try to put the Flashpoint um, running sequence from the Flashpoint Paradox up against the uh, running sequence from Zack Snyder's Justice League. Honestly, nothing really tops that running sequence from Zack Snyder's Justice League. That is just... It's... It is pure comic book perfection. One, he was shot in the side and you have to... And you see his cells regenerate. You can't say it's not off of this, though. No, right? no, one hundred percent. Like the limping, the, is, don't this, worry, I got this. Oh, the, this the, is definitely a, a blueprint. Yeah. For a lot of the flash visuals that we get now, especially in the DCEU under Zack Snyder, but that just whole the the score, the 
know, like that that silent piano score. Just him saying, I got to run fast. I got to run fast, Barry. I just got to do it. Just got to break the rules. Got to go. I'm like, yo, man. And every step, you see lightning. And it every time the lightning moves, it creates the ground from under him. So he's literally walking on blackness, yeah, creating, creating reality as he runs. Like, as no, he runs backwards, yeah. no, 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 no. There is... There's literally nothing. There, you see skin remorphing in hands. Oh, oh, as he goes backwards in time. Like, as he's going backwards in time, you see everyone's skin and bones restructuring. Like, what? What? Why couldn't this been in his own movie? Because people don't think that they uh, that he sells. Even though now he got a bigger, he got a, a way bigger. I think Grant Gustin is what really this Flashpoint Paradox movie. And then three years later, you give us a Flash TV show yeah, while yeah. people are still frothing at the mouth for more. They did it at the perfect story. I mean, I honestly think that, yeah, that, that Grant Gustin is the best portrayal of all this, even though it's not perfect because, you know, there's certain things from comic book I that they, he doesn't I necessarily do. I don't know if either Grant Gustin or Ezra Miller actually, personally for me, do it for me. I have this certain idea of Flash, but also my problem is, is growing up, my flash was wally west chronologically yeah Chron- like that that's who like like that's just like with um with robins if you're older than me your robin's gonna be nightwing Dick yeah. grayson me growing up watching the new adventures of batman because that's what i specifically remembering as new episodes the new adventures of batman my robin was tim drake right so i grew up with tim drake as my robin i grew up with wally west as my flash those why those are are my guys mm-hmm. so i there's there's a certain um personification of wally west that was given to me especially in the justice league unlimited tv show and all that where it's like i need that and then now as an adult i'm seeing that barry allen was what was a much more serious like yeah stoic character i'm like whoa 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 yeah he was i grew up with a jokey flash right which is what ezra miller ends up being which is why some people didn't dig him because they're like he's acting more like wally than so you might as well just called him wally west kind of sort of yeah you know i i understand and then and then you could kind of you kind of build in a back door for barry you know you make wally a wally west a big flash fan you make a back door for barry and then have barry show up or whatever but um, while Flashpoint works as a standalone story, it's probably best known as the miniseries that jump-started what became known as The New 52. In September of 2011, DC Comics restarted every single comic book in its main line all the way to issue 1, each with all new continuity. And while Rebirth now finds the heroes of DC's universe questioning that continuity altogether, um, The New 52 is... You know, it became the continuity of the DC universe. So here's some of the biggest changes of the new 52. Tell me what you think about them. So for Superman, they took off his trunks, they killed the Kents, and they said uh, it's not going to be him and Lois as a love interest, but him and Wonder Woman. What do you think about that? Honestly, I feel like they've been doing that whole Superman, Wonder Woman love, like been trying to get them together for so long that at this point who is lewis lois lane anymore if Be- not a, if not a um superman love interest for real like that like they it, i love lois lane as a character but now i think it's time to love lois lane as her own character rather than you know a, a supporting cast member for superman because no joke a lot of the times i've seen superman and wonder woman have more 
Like I, they they try and balance it in such a a weird way where when Superman is Clark Kent or when Superman is in his own solo adventures, he has Lois Lane. But when it's the Justice League and the Justice League are all together, Superman and Diana <laughs> have this very sexual <laughs> chemistry between them. It's well, people you have you have the shippers of um what you call it. You have the shippers of Bruce and Diana, and then you have the shippers of Clark and Diana. And then you have the shippers of Steve and Diana, which is also a thing that's as well. That's great. That's to me, that's that that's my bread and butter. What do you think about no more trunks for Superman? At least in the new fifty two. They brought him back, but what do you think about that choice? You know, it's really it's hard because I guess now that I really put a whole pinpoint on it, because I listened to you and Tasmina talk about the whole the all of it, and I really wanted to pinpoint on my own. What How you do felt? I, Where did what you fall? What do I prefer? And if I had to be truly honest, in 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 comic book and in animated form, trunks. Yeah. Give the man his trunks. There's a certain aesthetic to seeing the trunks drawn in comic books that it doesn't feel like trunks. More so, a two color spandex. Yeah. But when I look at like the suits, comp- like when I compare Zack Snyder's Man of Steel suit to Richard Donner's Superman suit. I prefer Zack Snyder's suit. The streamline. I I like a monochromatic span spandex suit. I'm a yeah. big fan of monochromatic spandex suit. I don't think in a world of today's movies and today's fan base, trunks would be taken seriously. It was a bold move at the time. A lot of people argued against it. Eventually, he got his trunks back, but you you have to think that with his lack of trunks is what sparked that that Man of Steel design. No, that I think about. that's I think that's also what sparked a lot of hatred too. Oh, they hated the Superman so much. They hated this version of Superman so much that they brought back the version that was pre-Flashpoint and killed this version. <laughs> That's fucked up. Bro, it's the funniest shit. And then, in DC Rebirth, they find a way to merge that version with the Flashpoint version that died. So that all the memories and everything that's ever happened, you know, things like Doom and War and all that kind of stuff there, all still happened. It's all bonkers. Um, Wally West gets erased. We've, we spent some time talking about that. Uh, you know, Wally being a long time, uh, flash, you know, he held the ma- moniker, the mantle, and then eventually ends up kind of getting erased from the face of the earth with Barry and, taking center stage again. And then they just completely just said, you know what? We don't even like Wally West no more. Let's just have this man kill everybody in the sanctuary. But as Wally West gets erased and buried, they lift up Aquaman. Aquaman gets his just Duke. Aquaman gets his first solo title in a very long time i want to say since the 90s and jeff john's aquaman is what redefined aquaman as we know him now where he's kind of a badass and he you know um like throne of atlantis that's jeff john's um some of the stuff that you saw in the aquaman film comes directly from the origin story and you know those first couple of volumes that john's was trying uh, to flesh out arthur curry under jeff john's is the saving grace of aquaman he is the man he that literally put it. Aquaman. Yeah. yeah, he put he iconicized him. Yeah, he put Aquaman on the map. Thank God, because he cared that much about the character. So that's what I'm saying. Some people would be like, "Oh, I knew Fifty Two was garbage," but if you're an Aquaman fan, all of a sudden, you know his his stake ends up getting raised. What What did you think about? Or what do you think about Cyborg being promoted to the Justice League after being a long time Teen Titan uh, member? Well, the thing was, I saw that happen in Doom before yeah. anything. Because and the Doom opening is after. Uh, was Justice League Doom after Flashpoint Paradox? Mm-hmm. I could have sworn that was earlier. No, it can't. It literally can't be because it has to be from the same timeline. 
But I will double check. Oh snap! No, I swear I could have sworn that Doom was like an, was way earlier. But uh, yeah, I mean, most people who know Cyborg, Booyah, all that kind of stuff, Teen Titans, the cartoon you had obviously has seen the Teen Titans cartoon probably to see prior to seeing Doom. No, one hundred one hundred percent. Growing up, Cyborg was a Teen Titans member. And then I get Justice League Doom and that whole opening uh, fight sequence with the um, the Royal Flush Gang. Yeah. And Cyborg is there. Justice League Doom 2012 uh, animated film. 2012. A year later. Wow. Oh, no, but you're right because it's a year after the comic, a year before the animated adaptation. So this Doom does not take place in a world of Flashpoint of New 52. If that makes any sense. No, yeah, yeah. A, a pre. Yes. A pre new fit. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I know I saw Doom before I saw Flashpoint. 100% what But there's I... no way Cyborg's on that just... Oh, yes, he is. That's what I'm saying. He's... Has... What's his What's his weakness? What's his... His role was basically... Uh, what was... Oh, he was the new... He's a new recruit. He's a trainee-ish. Oh, okay. He's not okay, doing... He's okay. not there for the serious missions, but when they need him... They bring him in. But he's never the one... Like, he's a reserve Justice League member. I'm thinking because he's, he's not one of the ones targeted by by everyone. No, no, no. He he is what you consider Tom Holland's Spider-Man for the, the Avengers. OG, for the six Avengers, yeah. Yeah, like, Kinda he's like, 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 he's like, you're not an Avenger until we need you to be an Avenger. So. Yeah, and then the numbers dwindle so or like something like that. So, like, you see the fight yeah. with the Royal Flush Gang in, in Doom. Yeah. And it's just our regular Core 7. But then when it's over, but then when we need to like disarm a bomb and everything, you have Cyborg coming in like, okay, here's the schematics of this and this and this and that and that. And that was my first time seeing Cyborg working with the Justice League. I remember I was like, I was like, do you like him better as a Justice League or do you like him better as a, uh, no, no, give it. He needs Justice League. I mean, we saw, we just saw how his stock got raised in, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know? Whoa. Here's what everyone's role should be. It, the Teen Titans I grew up with watching. Uh, Robin, stick with the Bat family. Be on your own. You know, like let let Robin do his own thing. Um, Starfire, Beast Boy, should run the new Teen Titans breed. The new breed of Teen Titans. Raven needs to do some therapeutic soul searching. <laughs> dark kind of stuff. She she needs to just go out. And yeah. just really like do some intense soul searching, and then come back and be the third official trainer, uh, like the Logan, uh, the Logan of it all. Right. You ain't training these X Men until your ass goes to Alkali Lake and get some closure and come back. Raven needs closure, then she can come back to the Teen Titans and train the new addition. Cyborg, that man is way, 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 way too op for to Teen not Titans. be on. To forget to, to to be on the Teen Titans. He's way too up to not be on the Justice League. To where Thomas Wayne brought it up in the book. He's like, bro, if he's a you man, wanted crime, to, crime stopper. He's like, yo, if you really wanted to, you could be the most powerful internet informa- technology information uh, in, you know, on Earth. He hacks the government to find out where Superman is. It's it's not just hacking. He could hack. Parts of the government, even other parts of the government well, we can't saw, get into. We also saw when Silas was giving him his exposition in Justice League that he can change money, he can change war, you know, all He's that like, kind yeah, of stuff. If you wanted to, you could like release rocket ships. You could. He freaking gives a woman $100,000. So some people, like I said, some people actually benefited from this. Um, another controversial change Batgirl returns, Oracle is gone. They heal up Barbara Gordon. What do you think? 
Uh, Some people felt that uh, Barbara Gordon being um, handicapped by Joker was a disgusting display of how female characters get treated. Others, uh, others say that by changing her back into a healed person, they have taken away a hero for the disabled. That's also Where true. Where do you say? No, that, no. <laughs> Where do you say on the ladder on the on the Batgirl Oracle? First of, of, first all. of all, these people are just <laughs> saying it because she's a woman. Because if it was Robin's ass that got crippled by by Joker, but that's what no they're saying. saying. But anything. that's what they're saying. They're saying that it never was a Robin. It was the one girl that was on the team. <laughs> but but I'm but what I'm saying is that if they did it to Robin, yeah, no one would bat an eye. But yeah. the fact that they did it to a quote-unquote girl is if she really is that. We don't want to assume her gender without her uh, permission. Well, she calls herself Batgirl. She self-identifies as a Batgirl. Okay, as long as, she saw, as long as she identifies as a girl, then we can call her a girl. But I don't want to you know, assume anyone's gender. But, there you go. You know, just because it's a girl that got gunned down, all of a sudden it's the greatest crime against man since the Holocaust. Like, but no. the biggest thing, I think what it what I think, because there was a, you, you, were you on the podcast where I was explaining the term fridging? Don't think so. There's a term called fridging in comics, right? It, 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 the, your, the biggest example for you, the easiest blank, black and white example for you would be, uh, Deadpool and Vanessa in Deadpool 2. The idea is that everything is fine for the hero, but then they kill the, the hero's girlfriend, and that is what puts him into the path of, um, the hero's journey. That the girl is that simply is the whole there. Definition of the hero's journey. But the girl is only there to die. Like they, they didn't. Like his killer, her killer, gets killed. You know what I'm saying? Like they literally just put her into. Yeah, but then you also to die. But I also feel like the most important thing in the human race is context. Yeah. Meaning, intent. What do you mean when you say this or when you display this? Mm-hmm. The guys that killed Vanessa, Joker, uh, Joker. Deadpool let go because he was late for an anniversary dinner with Vanessa. If he wasn't late for if that anniversary never had to be a factor, he wouldn't have cared about taking all the time in the world to kill the guys. But he literally said, I have to be somewhere in like, you know, 10 minutes. So can we wrap this up? Guy never came out of the, the safe room, the panic room. He left anyways. They come and get their revenge. And obviously in the revenge happening. Yeah, it's Spider-Man. It's, it's, I should have stopped you here, and since I didn't, so now it's killed somebody that's close to me. Dom, but, but, that is but they spent know. all of Deadpool 1 getting them together. They spent all of Deadpool 1 getting us to the point where she will accept him and they will become a couple. We get 10 minutes of that okay, coupleness. Okay, and now I ask you this. Now, into a, a revenge Okay, plot. so let's say this. Let's say they don't kill her for the, okay. for the second one. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? And literally anything, seeing yeah, as, but, a, but seeing as can, a. But what can. What can they do? If if you if what you're insinuating is that a Deadpool in a relationship is uninteresting, you put him in the relationship. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We don't have to it's reverse. Not that I'm that, that no, not not you. Obviously, no, you get, I, what, I'm tra- you get sense, what I'm trying to say. In a sense, yes, they are looking at. No, you're right. They're looking at it as a Deadpool in a relationship is uninteresting. Right. But and you're saying, but you're the ones who put him there. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is, and okay, I'm also saying that relationship, the relationship was one of the best parts of the first film. But. That's also the thing was that relationship that was one of the best parts of the first film was only in the opening and the ending. You have a whole second and beginning of a third act of Deadpool not in a relationship. But but, but she is what's driving the plot. 
and she's what drove his plot in the second one. Yeah, but she's not even there. The only reason why she drives the plot is because they kill her. That's not, a na- in my opinion, that's not a naturally occurring step in the in the hero's journey. It's not. No, you get with the girl. Be a natural. It, it reminds me of there's a trope they say with James Bond, where every time, or or even Mission Impossible, like whenever the the secret agent settles, gets the girlfriend, the next movie. The villain no, that kills is the an girlfriend. actual trope in James then, Bond. There is then, no re- reoccurring girls, yeah. And so, um, the, the, the term is called fridging because they did that to Kyle Rayner's girlfriend. The Kyle Rayner stuff oh, wasn't yeah. working. So they put, they killed his girlfriend, they put her in a fridge. And that became the reason why he, you know, stepped up his game. Um, and people so feel like. So they fridged Gwen Stacy for 20 years. Sort of, sort of, kind of. this, they To move, yeah. kill people, kill women more particularly. But then also. To but, move the, but they, uh. But here's the thing is. They crippled Batgirl, and she became the greatest computer scientist in DC's lore. Yeah, but she became Oracle. But she works for the able-bodied men of her. Of her. Oh, of her here we go. She works. I'm not arguing. No, I know. I know. You're saying. By the way, I put, put. I typed in examples of fridging, and the first thing that came up is a Vox article that says Deadpool two and fridging explained. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, it's it's there. And I'm not saying the thing is, there are examples in which you could do this and it's depth. Well, you could do homage, you could do parody, you could do all these things, and they can still go under the radar. It becomes fridging when you're like, it's been ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been ten minutes and she's dead. So now what? Now we we're we're starting Deadpool One from the beginning again. We're going through like 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 Deadpool One never happened. Um so I, I I don't I don't sit on either side with the Batgirl thing. I feel both sides 100. percent But I also feel like I they, like they Oracle and I like Batgirl. Hand, but they are taking away a handy capable uh, hero character away from people that. What if a woman? Yeah. What if I'm a I'm a beautiful girl that's sitting. You in are a, a beautiful a, girl. Well, thank you. I always try and think I am. Thank you. I'm a beautiful girl sitting in a wheelchair right now, and I am reading stacks high. Of Batman comics solely because Oracle is in this one. They're not even in the right order. I don't even have complete runs. I literally <laughs> specifically only have Oracle introduced comics. Hell, I have never played a video game in my life, but I own Arkham Asylum. Why? Because Oracle is my eyes and ears of Arkham. Yeah. Two years later, I'm ready to go to Comic Con dressed <laughs> as, as Oracle. Oracle. I got my I got my my Encyclopedia Brown outfit on and everything because that's what she kind of looks like. She kind of looks like got that Encyclopedia Brown outfit, right, right, <laughs> with right, with the duster and everything. But and then all of a sudden, I get this article from ComicBook.com, and what does it say? Barbara Gordon is now healed of her spinal stenosis, and now she's, she's back, back to Batgirl. She's back, baby. And now I'm sitting in my wheelchair. Who just spent two years of my life obsessing over this one character that looks like me. And that's the thing. I I aim with this podcast to express all those sides. So I do think that that side is incredibly valid. Let me let me introduce you to another side, right? You're there. You're watching Batman um, at the time. Uh, Batman the Animated Series or any of that kind of stuff. Um, you, you have nothing but brothers, right? You decide of course. You, you decide you want to go... Uh, you you you, you want to hang out with your brothers you want to you know look cool with them they decide that for halloween everyone's going to dress up like a batman character they're all going to be batman robin stuff like that and you as the sister are like okay who can i be and they're like oh yeah there's a girl in the group she works on the computer and she's in the wheelchair <laughs> you understand like like no nah, yeah you understand? and and there's nothing wrong with that 
Again, because but anyone then, could be but a hero. I would also say that, that that person has some terrible older brothers that don't let them know that a Cassandra Kane exists. Later on, though. We're talking about years, right? Cassandra shows up probably in the early 2000s. And right now, who is she? Right now, what if your oh, yeah, only memory I, of Cassandra Kane is Birds of Prey? What if that's oh. your only thing? Oh, God, Cassandra? no. Oh, no. If that's my own. Oh, you no, have no. one female hero- heroine right now, black and white female heroine right now, and that's Wonder Woman in DC's universe. Mira, yeah, I guess you can kind of count. Even Huntress is, though she's part of the Bat family. She's a vigilante. She's, still... she's uh, gray or whatever the hell. Yep. Yeah. Man. So. DC don't really do representation that well sometimes. Last but not least, one of the biggest changes that they're rectifying to this day, Daniel, is that the JSA had been said to have been, the JSA, which had already been said to have been founded in um, World War II, suddenly never formed. All of a sudden. Um, instead, they That's were all placed fair. on Earth 2, acted as if all those things just happened on that side, and they rarely so crossed over no Earth Hour Man, no Jay Garrick. Some, yeah, some of those characters, and... but they didn't end up inspiring the new but set of guys the, on Earth 1. That's the age yeah. of heroes. You would think, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, as someone that's Garrick, gotten because you've seen how crazy I got into the JSA. I, I love the JSA. Jay so. Garrick shows up in The Button. The whole Batman and, and Flash re-entering the Flashpoint universe storyline. Um, he shows up there and... With the, the Watchmen button? Yeah. Yeah. I can't they believe they really up. went and did that stuff. Yeah, because uh, Eobard rips up the note. <laughs> That's foul. Eobard takes that note from Thomas Wayne and he rips it to shreds right in front of Batman. Oh, is that when he punches him like 120 <laughs> times in like two seconds? Yeah, and homie's got to wait for Barry. Barry's on his way. He's fighting crime in like Japan. And he literally, you see the panel, he like punches a head, shoulder, armpit. He literally gives him like 400 yeah. punches in like two seconds. With all of this um, happening the way that it did, um, people were not happy. So like I said, some things were good, some things were bad. But ultimately, they were not happy with all the changes that got made. So just five years later, five years after Flashpoint, um, we get the DC Rebirth. Which was going to restore things to the middle of pre-Flashpoint, post-Flashpoint world. Um, oh, that's when everything was literally rebirth. Wonder Woman rebirth. No, that's when it was Batman like, rebirth. and they were basically trying to say everything you've ever read is canon right now. We don't know exactly how we've done it, but everything that you have read uh, is canon. Uh, well. So, um, I just thought it was so quick that that ended up happening. Rebirth ends up coming up and kind of wiping away um, Flashpoint, even though Flashpoint was this so humongous it's like, story. You know, everything Jeff Johns and I, I believe Jeff Johns is a very nice guy. I like to believe he's a well, one. He's a genius. I don't care what anybody says. My man is a genius. But... You better talk to what's his face about that. Um, what's his name? Ooh. Uh. I'll fight him unless it's someone I like. Gosh, you know who I'm talking about. Um, son of a gun. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yes! No. I'm trying. Yeah, oh, oh no. yes. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I have a television on in the background, and apparently, it's playing the Hellboy movie from 2019, <laughs> which was I noticed terrible. it instantly when I saw the tree. That I'm was like... not. That was not great. What was I saying? I was you on. You can listen other... to that episode if you. Yes, you can want if you to. want to. We have many episodes of Major Issues Podcast. I. I still think that using a comic book character to blame for uh, continuity is still incredibly interesting. I think it's when new. they 
they, they end up changing this story because for for five years it was blamed on Barry Allen. Barry Allen saved his, mom, save his mom, came forward, and everything messed up. But as we go on to realize in 2018, it's actually Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, when Barry starts to run forward, is the one who starts to pull the elements that he doesn't like out of the DC universe. And that's what we end up finding out at the, the end of the New 52. Yeah. Then we get Doomsday Clock, which tells us all about all of that. And every single one of those things, ladies and gentlemen, has been covered as part of Major Issues Podcast. I'm also, as much as I love me, Jeff Johns... Uh-uh. I think in that one moment of of a uh, doomsday clock, I don't, I don't know if he f- understands Alan Moore's writing. <laughs> That's interesting. But I don't know. I just felt like that monologue. I wasn't on the episode, so I'm gonna bring my grievances to this now. That monologue felt like someone that thought they understood Alan Moore, but only understood the parts they liked. Not even the parts that they're not supposed to like. You say all of that as a fan of Zack Snyder, bro. <laughs> he does the same. No, but no, but Zack Snyder. Zack he Snyder the is same the, thing. He, Zack Snyder he just takes is the parts Al- he likes, he, and the parts he likes, Moore. he really understands. But he does but it only good. the parts he likes. <laughs> yes, 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 only the parts he likes. But there was all that whole monologue with Doctor Manhattan where he's like, "I saw a superhero." The world's first superhero was born. Something, something. 1940. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a car stops and adopts. A, it's like, like I'm reading this whole Dr. Manhattan monologue. And I'm just like, They didn't oh. read the same to you. It didn't. I felt that if this was under Alan Moore, yes, honestly, that entire page would just be writing. And you would barely even be able to get to see the artwork. But still, Moore would have said something a lot more. <laughs> no pun intended, of course. He would he he would have but yeah I I don't know that whole monologue just felt it felt light it felt like eating like um uh, it felt like drinking diet coke you know when we get closer to the actual flash movie we'll cover the button how about that I definitely want to because I there was been so much weird there was so much weird things that I remember I don't want to use I hate using the word growing up years ago I, there was so many weird things that I remember before this cast mm-hmm. that I just had to go off of. YouTube videos and word to mouth and speaking to people that don't really know but think they know. That's the funny thing about comics is sometimes you remember how the story goes, but you don't remember in which in which stories those stories land. Like I I remember one time I was told that there was three jokers and one of the jokers was the comedian and I almost They were playing around with all that stuff. None of that ended up being true. None of that ended up being true. None of that ended up being true because if there was a shit then it then it was apparently the Joker is a white faced devil and he just exists throughout they history. In, they did that in uh, New Fifty Two. I want to say, like, if God I'm not damn, can we just look like at New Fifty Two Joker cuts his face off? The New Fifty Two did a lot of crazy things with a lot of crazy people. It's like, can we? Can, what is so wrong with a guy that just wants to be a crazy nutbag? What's so wrong? I'm not even a yes. What is oh. so wrong with just giving us a villain? That I think just wants everyone's to... trying to put their stamp on the guy. I think every just like I... every actor who's ever played him is trying to put their own stamp on the guy. Well, my it's not just him. My problem with villains of nowadays is villains can't just be black or white anymore. Villains have to be gray. Villains have to be sympathetic and understandable. I think, I think because we the... stopped telling we stopped telling morality tales. We stopped Remember telling when Hans morality Gruber tales. Walked into. A, a building and just want held it hostage just because he wanted money but i can almost bet you that there's somebody on youtube that has an entire video about how he's not the villain 
And you know what? It's true. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like it can, it can. Oh we can well, do this if all you know that, if you actually know the backstory, I've seen of all Hans the whole Gruber, empire is not bad. I've seen, the, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen them all. So while movies, for the first time, are are making excuses for villains, I feel like fandom has been for quite some time. So that's what's oh 100. percent But we've we've been doing it since since the days of um. Oh, what's that specific movie? There was one specific movie that I remember where it's like the bad guy wasn't really really a bad guy because he because his character was just so likable that it's hard to see him as hatred mm. that's the whole problem is bad guys are so likable villains because let's not just say it's not yeah, charismatic villains yeah. are so likable that they can't even be villains look at look at uh fucking uh kate blanchett and and um thor ragnarok yeah. Choose up the scene. But I'd say that that's a Loki, failure. Loki, perfect example. But Loki. I say that's a failure of your writing of the hero. I will always maintain that a hero can be just as or even more interesting than the villain. But if you fail, if more. you fail the hero, it would be much more apparent how a uh, thing is. Look at uh, look at Fisk and um and Matt in Daredevil. You feel me? Yeah, but also I see. I'm on the opposite end of that. I don't think that they failed the writing of Matt more so that no, they no, I'm, I don't think they failed anyone in that instance. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that I, while you may think um, Fisk is cool, you don't necessarily think he's cooler than Matt. Oh, the silly, no. stupid Matt. Where in other stuff, you're like the hero is way better. Look at this here. The, the hero, all he does is cry and fail and all this other kind of stuff. I feel like Dead Daredevil made it a point to make Daredevil cool and also make. Thing cool dark oh, knight yeah. they make batman cool and they make oh, joker cool. Yeah. you feel yeah. me but some people are just about the charismatic uh hero and so you're like damn they, they didn't even really but work it, on the villain. it's also but it's also crazy because this is the, the uh watiti's ragnarok makes thor cool but you have two movies of thor being lame that's what i'm saying i think that we finally got to a point where there was no villain that was going to be cooler than thor in thor because we finally pushed him up finally for but the first time get, ever but then you get <laughs> In the first movie, Loki's above and away better, more interesting, funnier, all that in the first movie. Second movie, they had to come up with somebody who didn't even speak (laughs) in Malekith to kind of put Thor a little bit higher on the rung. And then the third one, they're like, no, he needs to be the... Thor needs to be the main event of the Thor movie. But God forbid. But I still and then felt they, like he wasn't you know, even the main event in that point. He's main evented all the time. I love that movie. Dan, don't no, you I, no, I, listen, I will see her on record Thor and say Ragnarok. that I do love Thor Ragnarok. But if you want me to sit here and say that Thor was the main event of Thor Ragnarok. You have You have Valkyrie. You have Hela. And they all come Hulk. back around him. They all come back around him. Hela stopped by him. Valkyrie is well, saved yeah, evil, by him. Evil should be stopped. And, you know, the day should be saved. By the hero. But, because that's hero, what heroes but, do. Of course. <laughs> straight from the films. He's straight from the film, bro. It's all there. That's what heroes do. That is what heroes do. And what heroes don't do is drink tequila. Apparently. And um, go to Mexican wrestlings and it, fight vampires. It is hot, so I'm about wrapped up on yeah, all we this, are, No, we are wrapped up because it's getting so, hot. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Major Issues Podcast. As you know, every single episode of Major Issues Podcast is available at comicbookclick.com. That's over 180 episodes of the Major Issues Podcast. But if you go there, not only do you get every single episode of our beautiful, beautiful radio show, you get exclusive articles written by members of Comic Book Click. You get exclusive merchandise designed by members of Comic Book Click. There's even an About Us section where you can find out a little bit about each person who contributes to this wonderful thing that we call Comic Book Click. Just try not to read too much into me because I don't like to be studied. There you go. I am not your lab rat. There you go. Uh, so when push comes to shove, 
all of our stuff is at comicbookclick.com. But if you already have a podcast app like Podbean, Stitcher, po- uh, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, Google, Spotify, any of those kind of podcast apps, you can find the Major Issues Podcast. All you have to do is go to Google and type in Major Issues Podcast, and we'll be the first ones to pop up because we're always talking about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also all over social media at Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media as we do every single week free of charge. If you would like to support us free of charge then rate and review us on itunes it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters find out what you like and what you don't and rise up those podcast ranks when it comes to recommendations so other people get to find us and we get to grow the click so please rate and review us on itunes give us five stars so other people know how to find us uh if you want to support us monetarily you can do so by going to patreon.com slash cbc clubhouse and chucking in uh 10 cents a day three dollars a month for as low as $3 a month, you help support independent content creators like myself, Dan the Comp Man, you know, Carlos Maximus, Yogi, GT Rebirth, all the guys here at Comic Book Click. Uh, and you can help us keep the lights on over here. We don't ask for much, so if you guys are able to help in any way, we truly, truly appreciate it. We're going to keep this thing going on, but we need all the support that we can. Lastly... Um, make sure that you guys are here next week. Next week, we are tackling Superman Returns. Uh, I don't think I've seen all the Superman Returns from the beginning to the end, so it's going to be quite interesting. I did once, and it was last year. This will be the 15-year anniversary of that film. Jesus. I've only seen that movie, to be honest, thrice. And the first time I saw it was in theaters. Second time I saw it, I didn't really pay register, attention like yeah. I, yeah, I didn't register but i finally watched it fully start to finish last year during the pandemic because it was on netflix yeah good god almighty just boring oh my god and we well, have that to look forward to next week ladies and it, gentlemen. it's so sad because they gave me a superman movie with a three with a two and a half hour runtime and i'm just like oh my god hurry it up already and 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 the problem was, no, th- that's the thing is, I was enjoying that I can get a two and a half hour Superman movie because I feel like you can flesh out that kind of character accurately for the people that hate him and want to see more and for the people that love him and want to see more. Like, there was so much you could do for a Superman movie in two and a half hours. But then again, Brian Singer is one of the worst filmmakers in history. Yeah. Like, what, what? Usual Suspects? That what you people are gonna tell me? Usual suspects? I don't even like that movie that much, and that's me. So yeah, uh, follow us all over social media. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow us all over um, wherever you listen to your podcast. And remember, we're gonna be the latest and greatest thing to happen in the future. But if I tell you guys, I create our own new new fifty two, which means Dan won't have any any shorts on. He won't have any tights. Or trunks, and we no one wants that. All right, Yogi will be in a wheelchair. God forbid. Like we don't want any. We don't want any of that stuff happening or going on. So don't mess up the timeline. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Join us next week for Superman Returns, and that's been about it. Uh, oh, and also join me every single Wednesday with our Loki Loki uh, recap. Uh, so yeah, I'll see you guys this. Oh no, Wednesday. I mean, you guys get two drops yeah, on every Wednesday. time. Yeah, I was just about thinking that. For the next couple of weeks, every time an episode of Major Issues podcast drops at comicbookclick.com, so will an uh, article 
uh, from the Loki Loki recap. So I will see you guys from episode number two to uh, this Wednesday and number six because it ended six episodes, right? This first season, I think so. But ep- episode number two will be this week. So I will see you guys both on in the article and when you guys listen to this podcast. But my name is George Serrano, aka the Don. I am Dan, the comic book man. And this has been our Flashpoint recap and review 10 years later. A decade. 10 years later. And remember, whether or not you're locked up by the TVA for messing up with the sacred timeline, whether you selfishly changed everything to save a loved one, or you just want to use a character as a scapegoat to fix your continuity, remember, don't mess up the timeline. Remember that we are the click and remember that you yes you are worthy <laughs>